Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And keep the change, you filthy animal. We're looking at Home Alone. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Joe, how are you doing today? Ho, 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 Jeff. I'm doing just <laughs> fine. Uh, it feels so Christmassy in here. Can't wait to talk this classic holiday film. Oh, I know it. And uh, what we can't talk about this film, this film, Home Alone, from both of our Utes, especially considering your My Ute, Ute, without uh, one of the people that you would have been watching this a ton of as uh -huh. a Ute. Uh, and your, as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> and as an adult. Uh, your brother, comedian, writer, actor, uh, I believe you said beekeeper the last time he was on with the Sister Act, uh, Aaron Jackson. Welcome, Hello. Aaron. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hello. Ooh, it's cold. It's Christmas Day. <laughs> We're laughing uh, because it was 90-something degrees outside today. We are filming this extraordinarily early, listeners. Uh, but I still hear sleigh bells in yes, the air. Sleigh bells are ringing. Bells will be ringing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and listener, if you're not already doing so, please subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. And please. feel free to drop us a rate and review and tell a friend. Home Alone. Tell an enemy. Tell an enemy. You know what? If you hate our show, yeah. tell someone that you're like, oh, yeah, here's a great show for you, <laughs> you jerk. And then voice this show upon them. Uh, Home Alone came out on November 16th, 1990, and was directed by Chris Columbus and written by John Hughes. Aaron and Amy Joe, what what's your guys' experience with Home Alone? When did you guys first see this film? Now, we saw it in the theater in Hawaii. What? what? On Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, we were there for, I don't know why, a big family trip. Everybody yeah. went. And so in 1990, I was five. I wow. was the target demo yeah mm. not necessarily even for being in um uh, hawaii like, ho well certainly <laughs> not in hawaii but i meant not even necessarily for being like in the theater but more for like someone who was like well gosh i want to be a child star yeah. like macaulay oh. culkin years later i recognized no i did not but like um at the time at the time oh, i was like i could be in home alone too reader i wasn't home alone too <laughs> home aloha home Okay. Okay. That could be the third one. If they like rush the third one after New York, like, well, where else can we go? Where else uh -huh. is exciting? Oh, New York. Oh, and that oh, would because it had been very snowy in both of them, so that would give it a nice new sort of twist. And you know, the actors yeah. be like, "Fee you, I yeah. can finally like." And you know, I, I, it was humbling to realize watching it this time. Catherine O'Hara is younger in this film than I am now by mm. more than one year. That's uh, like the. Um, when you realize Tony Collette was, I think, twenty six when they filmed Six Sense. Yeah, it's a dark, yep, yep, yep. it's a dark thing yep, to realize, and it's still dark to this day. That to talk hurts. about, <laughs> but she's good, you know. She is. She's so good. She's good. That as is Catherine O'Hara yes. in this. Come on, so good. Uh, and yeah, I had, I'd seen this. Yeah, when I was a kid, we had the VHS of it, so I don't. I did not see it in theaters because I would have been three at the time. Uh, but it was soon after, and this was like a regular staple for me as well. Well, and yeah, so we we watched it a ton as kids mm -hmm. and then as adolescents. And then when mm -hmm. we both moved to New York, it started becoming our Thanksgiving tradition to transition into the holiday yes. like season. When the dinner was done and the dishes 
you know, were hung by the chimney with care, um, <laughs> we would then watch Home Alone at the end of the evening. And I'll never forget your first Thanksgiving in New York City. Mm-hmm. We were out in Bed-Stuy, your apartment, mm-hmm. and we came home to discover it had been broken into. Yes. Oh, and there had, been, there had been laptops stolen and some other stuff. Like, they had right. come in uh, through the fire escape. There was a window that one of your roommates oh, didn't man. realize didn't latch. So... You know, it was. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it was not great, but it was fine. But we um, were then watching Home Alone later that night, and on the special edition, uh, like f- special features of the DVD, there's one that's like a featurette, but it's how to burglar proof your home. Oh, yeah. And we were like, late. "Oh, that hurts! That yeah. hurts! Oh, it's no. different today." We didn't have the micro machines, <laughs> otherwise those. Scamps, whatever it is, <laughs> some trouble. Keeping your Christmas ornaments at the floor underneath the yes. window. We needed to take a, a note from Macaulay. But we were, I remember you, you we You forgot were, to rig up the blowtorch? Yes, exactly. <laughs> for Marv. Um, but the, um, M- Michael, my husband, at the time, lover, um, was like, well, they didn't take the turkey. They <laughs> so we, Classic we were chef being like, well. Yes, considering Michael is a chef. Uh, <laughs> Phew, they didn't take the turkey. Oh, my Just God. Priorities. Priorities. <laughs> well, and your computer was, like, nearing death anyway. You're like, well, they it stole was, a bum unit. 2007, so laptops. The joke's uh, on them. The joke's are on them. <laughs> 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 laptops weren't nothing back then. People had desktops. Yeah, harder to steal, it. harder to harder make to off yeah. with, especially considering, if, well, you know, just hey, in general, window. you know, you're yeah. still, you're robbing from a house, you've, you've driven up in a van, you've right. got a van. Well, we know, we've seen the movie. You gotta we get know parking you get, in New York. You're a sticky bandit, you're yeah. a wet bandit, yeah. <laughs> we know. Get, get yourself a van with some storage space. Yeah, I don't know if they'd kept them as well for a third of what, where could they have gone? They've gone from wet bandits to sticky bandits of oh, where yeah. the goop well, bandits Okay, we're in Hawaii. Be, Okay, yeah. now we're in Hawaii. Okay. We're in Home Aloha. We're in this. So the poi the bandits. Sandy bandits. Who are using sandy poi? bandits. The sandy bandits. Maybe the they, sandy bandies. Maybe they learn from the pigeon lady in number two, and they're the bird bandits, and they release. Ooh, they, they're <laughs> they're training all these birds yeah. to commit their. Oh, crimes. and you know, by number three, they would have had like a fun bird that like talked to him. You know, like we got to spice it up. We need yeah. a bird. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. They could do. A, it could be a crossover with whatever that. Terrible film was with Tony Shalhoub from the 90s with some talking bird, not Polly, something uh, like that. We saw a double feature of that and Grease, but we left before Grease that they were doing that. This is like the come see this new dumb bird film that no one wants to see bird. because with like your admission, you'll also see Grease then a after. good movie. But you got to sit like, through the bad bird film. I don't remember that one, but I do. Dunstan checks in Classic. and then like, Monkey Trouble. Yeah. And then yes. there's Andre. Was Andre, the seal? Andre the Seal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a bird one. Gordy about a pig. A pig, that was, but that was like Babe Light. Yeah, oh, Gordy it was, was Babe like Lesser. Babe, it was oh, yeah. I remember babe. my aunt had the VHS of Gordy, and I was like, what is this nonsense? Yeah. You couldn't spring for Babe? Babe was like, that's it's, the pig. It was, that's Gordy the is turkey bacon. <laughs> we'll just say that much. <laughs> turkey bacon. Well, there is no, I mean, there is a tarantula in this as far as our adorable animals yeah, go. True, we don't true, have an true. adorable animal. I think that I, I'm pretty sure there actually is a parrot in that Home Alone 3. I'm almost positive. Oh, now, you're right. There's some exactly. sassy Here parrot. is something that only occurred to me upon this viewing after, I truly couldn't tell you how many times I've watched this movie. Right. There's a dog door no and dog. no dog. You, you wonder if they like had a golden retriever in it for a bit and they're like, fuck, froze well, to like, There's too many. Jeff people was like, oh, thing. maybe they already boarded the dog to the kennel. I'm like, I'm thinking uh, that's a dead dog narrative. Yeah. 
That's oh, what I'm yeah. thinking. And not that family. That old man family. That, they could have done that with um in the scene in the early on with Buzz and whoever the other nerd alert is mm. and and uh and Kevin of just being like yeah he he puts his uh, bodies old man Marley puts his bodies in there yeah. he salts them and they turn into question mark mummies uh so you can say like that where do you think our dog went <laughs> our dog that old man marley mm. that dog mm. is turning into a mummy as we yeah, speak I think so. getting I think it's salted up the the age range and the kids is are, enough so you they could have had, had one a dog and, yeah. as a kid and buzz probably killed it that stands for <laughs> reason you think he accidentally shot it with that bb gun yeah or uh, on purpose also or like, he's a bad ooh, boy he's a bad boy bad no, i bad, bad didn't buzz. grow up in chicago or with a dog door you didn't wouldn't no. that be so cold oh but you can put you could put like a slat of why wood or something <laughs> if there's no yeah. dog why is it active why yeah. does an active uh maybe there's a cat no there's no cat no because uh my friend in yeah, high school had a cat door, door. For a cat you really? Yeah. Cats going outside? Some yeah. cats are good Killing outdoor birds cats, for fun. meaning they'll like come they'll actually come back. They had a bird feeder and uh, the cat would just sit <gasps> under the bird feeder and then you'd just see an explosion of feathers. <laughs> well, Lottie got one. Lottie named after um uh, the Cameron Diaz character and being John Malkovich. Oh, <laughs> sure. Incredible. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, there, we we I don't know if we'll ever solve the mystery of this potentially dead dog wow. or missing I never dog. Um, the shotgun. We gotta check I mean, Home Alone too. I don't think it comes up in Home Alone too. They're no, not they're mentioning these York. dogs, vacation. so I'm assuming it. Well, sure, but you could think that someone wrote an angry letter to Chris Columbus, being like, "My child demands to know where is the dog. If you've got this dog door, I'm telling this child that yeah. it is not a dead dog. Please answer." Uh, and then be like, great, let's throw a line into the sequel. And Home Alone 2, they'll be like, great, Rowdy the dog is, you know, Rowdy Roddy or Piper, our dog, is she does the in the kennel. Slap. Kevin, the dog. Maybe it's named Kevin. We left the dog home alone. There actually is some... Uh, Oh, I forget the name of it. There is some version of this film that someone made a few years ago, but it's the do- it's a dog. It's a talking dog. It's the one that gets left home alone and has to save the house from burglars. And I, it is one of the m- most unwatchable films I've ever seen. Oh, that's that's it's sad. not called Home Alone, but it oh, might as well. Alone. But it oh, might as well be wow. Bone Alone. Bone Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are good. <laughs> Hire us, uh, yeah. But no, let, so we're, we're, there, there's no talking animals in this film. We're talking about that OG Home Alone. So let's get into it. Spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Home Alone or haven't seen, what's it, your problem? It, <laughs> so, what's your problem? If you haven't seen it in a while, though, here's a brief synopsis. Uh, so the McCall, we meet this mansion, this Chicago yes. mansion. Huge. That uh, yeah. So the McAllister family is preparing to spend Christmas in Paris, like we all do, mm-hmm. uh, and gather at. Peter and Kate's home in Chicago on the night before their departure. Peter and Kate's youngest son, Kevin, Kevin, accidentally ruins the family dinner and their flight I would to argue Paris. Buzz ruins the family well, yes, dinner. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and yes. everyone's irritated with Kevin, so they're like, it's your fault. They're you itching young scamp. to get rid of this kid. Yeah. This kid, they're all sick and of this like, kid. Why, why, it's like, why are we make, sending Buzz to reform school? It's like, making the kids get on board with McCall. You know, course, we were course. like, that's me. I'm misunderstood in my rich man. I'm the little <laughs> jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm told to sit down. If I'm honest, at me, Amy, Joe, I'm I'm the twerp going around saying les incompetents. Yeah, like, that's you. 100% me in this. I have one line in this movie, and it's how 
half in French. Yeah. You know? I feel like I was dressed like Fuller. I was dressed like Baby Karen Culkin. <laughs> oh, I Fuller. had with the suspenders Iconic. and the glasses. Iconic yeah. little roll. Oh, he is. <laughs> that little smile where it's like, he, hey, he drinks too much Pepsi. He'll, he'll he wet the bed. He had something. I think he's going to go on. He's still, a movie, yeah, movie show. Still I've seen him on Broadway. And isn't he? Wait, it's Kieran, He's on that right? succession. Yeah. He's on succession. He's brilliant. He's Emmy nominated, I'm sure. Maybe one. The world is fabulous. So Kevin and Buzz get into this scuffle over pizza, they, which you see, which is such a blink and you'll miss it. That really was one of the ones of the now when people will like be like, things you didn't know about Home Alone. And you see the brief shot of Kevin's ticket accidentally gets tossed in the garbage yeah. with all the napkins. Covered in milk. Yeah. Covered in milk. You Why milky were all ticket. the tickets on the table when then dinner happened? Uh, honey, we got a dog door. We got more, more organization. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of problems. <laughs> Uh, so Kevin gets sent to the attic for the night as punishment where he wishes that his family would disappear. And then during the night, uh, the power lines get damaged. So there's a power outage, which resets all the alarm clocks and the whole family, we overslept. Uh, and in the confusion and rush to get to the airport, Kevin is left behind. In a classic score by John Williams. Great score. Yeah, that score really sells it. Like, way to take Christmas themes and then just make them movie-tastic. Uh, so Kevin wakes to find the house empty and, thinking that his wishes come true, is overjoyed with his newfound freedom. He's sledding down the stairs. He's jumping on the bed with all the popcorn. Uh, and, yes, he is getting frightened by their neighbor, Old Man Marley, who he believes is a serial killer who murdered his own family and as well as we meet we're meeting those wet bandits harry and marv who are burglars planning to break into all the vacant houses in the neighborhood with the McAllister's house being the quote silver tuna that's the silver tuna <laughs> <laughs> and kevin manages to trick them into thinking that his family is still home we get all these great cardboard cutouts on the train with uh michael jordan all these people as he's mm -hmm. just dancing around uh and forces the harry and marv to put their plans on hold Kate realizes mid-flight that Kevin was left behind. So iconic, Classic. iconic screaming of Kevin. This is one of our things that we used to do on Thanksgiving as we would watch Home Alone. And anyth anytime something iconic would happen, we would just go, Classic! <laughs> and take a drink, which would mean it was happening it, conservatively yeah, every three minutes. It's a lot. <laughs> in that flick. Uh -huh. Well, once you see it enough times, you're like, every moment is a classic mm -hmm. It is, moment. it's true. Uh, so yes, they all the flights back uh, are booked for the next two days. So the family leaves to go to they bid whatever's brother's adieu home. to Hope Davis at the yes. airport. Yes, yes. young yes. Hope Davis in one of her first film roles as the French uh, good French uh, accent too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. Some people make fun of it, and I'm like, I think it's pretty good. It's, it's good. not gilding the lily too hard. No. Like, come on. And Kate does manage to get a flight back to the U.S., but only gets as far as Scranton, Pennsylvania, and is overheard by. John Candy's Gus Polinsky, lead member of Traveling Polka Band, who offers to let her travel with them to Chicago on their way to Milwaukee, which she accepts. Uh, and meanwhile, Harry and Marv realize Kevin is indeed, roll credits, home alone. And on Christmas <laughs> Eve, he overhears them, dumb on their part. I mean, they ain't the smartest criminals, but they are so close to the house when they're like, here's the plan. We come back nine in a few hours at nightfall. Yeah, we come back at nine o'clock. So he knows exactly we're not getting they here. They underestimate him. That's yes, yes. They sure do. Kevin uh, asks the local Santa Claus impersonator if he could bring his family back for Christmas. He gets some Tic Tacs in response. Uh, he goes to church to watch a choir perform. No one through any of this is questioning this child by themselves, except for the one woman at the uh, at the grocery, at the grocery store, store, right? Where he's just like, "Why not? 
Right. It's like my mom's out in the car. It's like my dad's at work. It's like, do you really think I'd be here by myself? A I tiny don't kid think like so. me, a, t- a quick talking, snappy, one lining kid like me. Uh, but yeah, no one, including Old Man Marley. Old Man Marley comes and sit next to him to fi- finally speak. Because in the scene at the gross, the other grocery store where he gets the toothbrush, the toothbrush, and like Old Man Marley just stares at this kid. He's got his bloodied, bandaged hand. From which shoveling. he smacks down, which has got to hurt. He smacks mm-hmm. him. Yeah, agreed. Dun, dun, dun. And then just gives him like the thousand yard stare. And then he backs away and is like, you're, you got to pay for that here, son. You're stealing. I was Jimmy, like, stop that boy. <laughs> uh, your voice don't work, old man Marley. He's fine. He's chatting up a storm at the church. He has a lot of inner turmoil. He's got a lot old going on. He, he, old man Marley's got a lot to be concerned about with regards yeah. to his own family life so and maybe lack when thereof. he sees Kevin, it reminds him of his granddaughter. Broken, broken home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You look just like my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Why are with you offended? Red. Come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he says he's estranged with his son, so he this is the only way he can kind of see his granddaughter is to watch her in the choir. And Kevin suggests he should reconcile with his son. And he's like, well, why don't you go go be with your family and not be home in a, in a church And Kevin's like, yeah, 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 cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, he returns home to not eat this mac and cheese. I know. You knew what time they were going to get there. How did you let the time get away from you? <laughs> Ain't you hungry? Uh, and yes, he's rigged all these booby traps. So that's like our last third of the film is just getting, you know, irons, which is also like why the people that were kind of up in arms about the film, like it's all of this. It's all of this like cartoony violence, but real life cartoony violence. Right. Um, but as a kid, it's the best. Oh. It's what you want. It's great. We're going from Looney Tunes. And I, now I want to see a grown man catch an iron to the face. Fall down and stairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many times. Put a tarantula on him. He'll scream. It's, it's so funny. And But then I, I could do without stepping on the nail. Stepping oh, on the nail is and always that will be hurts. horrific. I really couldn't watch it even this time. You know, I have to look away. Even though you know. I know, but I don't want to think yeah. about it too hard. <laughs> Uh, Kevin calls the police and then lures Harry and Marv into the neighboring home, which they had previously broken into, which is why as a kid, I never understood why this house was flooding. I did not put two and two together. Yeah, that I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is the house that the one that has clogged the sinks. I was just like, what a weird booby trap yeah, to just yeah. be flooding some stranger's house. Like, I don't know where we are. And Harry and Marv, they ambush him and Joe Pesci prepares to bite off Macaulay Culkin's fingers. And then Marley intervenes, knocks them both unconscious with the snow shovel and the police arrive and arrest Harry and Marv. And then we end on Christmas Day where Kevin hears that his mom, Kate, has entered the house. They reconcile and then are joined immediately by Peter, Buzz, Jeff, Megan and Lenny, which is does kind of put a damper that Catherine O'Hara had to like be waiting at the airport. That it's literally yeah. minutes later that they get there. Minutes. Yeah, how and long they're it like, took her. we don't even care. Like no one's like, hey, is Kevin OK? And no one like, is fussed. You wouldn't let me get the right seat they on the get, plane. Yeah. <laughs> they get back and immediately leave him alone again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's the only one that cares. And even then, she's still like, well, I better go change. Right. I've been in a van with a bunch of polka nerds. I've got polka on me. Uh, <laughs> and Kevin keeps silent about his encounter with Harry and Marv, though his dad Peter finds Harry's knocked out gold tooth. Like, that guy needs more money with that house. He needs a gold tooth now. <laughs> it's sick. And Kevin, out the window, sees Marley reuniting with his son, daughter-in-law, and granddaughter. And the two notice each other and wave. And it's so sweet. And then, Kevin, and then Buzz what yells, what did you do to my room? <laughs> the casting directors of Home Alone 
were Janet Hershenson and Jane Jenkins. Our old buddies. Hershenson and Jenkins have cast previous episodes, The Princess Bride, Beetlejuice, Jurassic Park, Ghost, Toy Story, Hook, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, A Few Good Men, and Clue. Wow. This makes 10. They're good at yeah. their job. They- <laughs> Those are all really well cast movies, yes. I would say. Yeah. Just hit after hit after hit. So many good ones. So many good ones. Um, so let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all a little subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance. And Amy Jo and Aaron are hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. So let's kick it off with Harry. So Aaron, what's your thoughts on Joe Pesci? And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Okay, well, uh, again, this is a brilliantly cast movie. So Mm -hmm. this is very hard to think of other people. It's going to be a rough go for all of us. Joe Pesci is so good in this. And I've read about, you know, like, this is such a crazy role for him because it's a kid's movie. And he always is, like, saying the F word every five seconds (laughs) in all of his movies. That's part of the joke of him always going, because, like, he's usually be swearing The only way they could get him not to swear is just say fridge (laughs) instead. (laughs) Um, So he's great. I think... um, Truly, this could this could win an Oscar. They just don't give these kind of movies Oscars. But it's such a good, so good. He's great. It's so people that jump to mind that are similar in a funny way as like De Niro and Pacino of like Mm. uh, they shouldn't Mm -hmm. be doing this part. They're usually doing gangster movies, but here they are doing this. But here's because I like to do of the time. Yeah. I like to. I'm. I like. We to, know this about you. I like to get in. The, so what about like a Bruce Willis mm-hmm. doing Aww. a kind of like bad guy part? And again, sort of a kid movie because he started doing that a little later because he had a Disney contract. Right. Because when was like. Die Hard? Like just a year or two before this. Die Hard. Uh, I want to say eighty eight. So 88. it is just a couple years before this. Too far. So he's far a big away. deal, yeah. but this would be like a fun, weird thing for him to Departure. do. Maybe if him and Demi Moore had had kids yet. I was going to say, maybe him and Demi Moore as Harry and Mar. If Demi Moore is Mar. (laughs) Demi has that kind of gruff voice. She could (laughs) That husky voice. Yeah, you would buy she'd done a life of crime. And I know I heard that name Snakes before. Harry, why are you dressed like a chicken? (laughs) And then those beautiful Demi Moore tears. You know, whenever uh, when the tarantula appears, (laughs) just shedding a single tear as a tarantula crawls on her face. Oh no, it's Harry that does the kaleidoscope. But when Harry's got a kaleidoscope, there's a tear because it's so beautiful. Um, And that's why I wear the wet bandits because I shed a tear at every single one of our crime scenes. A single tear. A single tear. I have him later. I'm gonna save him for a different role. Another person I have. Okay. Because I think he's better for another role. But so really, my is Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I think that's interesting. That's interesting to do a role reversal of he's the one. Now I'm trying to break into this place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's having fun with you know. I'm doing a little comedy. Yeah. He's you could give like a big like goat like a big mustache on. Him, like a yeah. big, like droopy, and, and like half the goatee mustache, the gold tooth, make yeah. him look like a real scumbag. Like yeah. I, I could see that. I think that. Yeah, and little... he was still trying then. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He wasn't just doing, you know, Die Hard Twelve. Right, right, right. I think that. Uh, Amy Joe, what about you? Oh, I'm going to be rough this whole episode because mm-hmm. that's it's difficult. Hard. This is a hard one. I yeah. went extremely unimaginatively with my choice. And what with Danny, Danny DeVito? DeVito. <laughs> yeah, of I of thought course. of Danny. I mean, yeah. I was like, this is the obvious other the choice. Penguin, when is Return? Like it's like 92, I think. 92. 92. 
So like, yeah, I mean, he's he's a brilliant comedian. He plays sleaze balls. Mm-hmm. I, I think Joe Pesci is great for all the reasons that you've said, Aaron. That it's like, this was not the kind of movie you expected to see him in. Right. You know, um, but I do think Devito would He'd be, be great. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, there are other people who should be very funny, and I just couldn't think of them because yeah. Joe Pesci is so it is aces really hard. in this. Yes, I get it. I get it. Um, I I kind of I want someone else that's. I mean, Joe Pesci's known, but he's also not. I mean, this kind of this and Goodfellas and my cousin Vinny kind of helped, but make him a leading man for a brief period of right. time in like a series of terrible '90s comedies. Yes. My cousin Vinny, especially, is like what did that. But opposed to someone like a De Niro, someone who's like these are like lead. I, I like having a more of a character actor. Yeah, that's which, yeah. like Danny DeVito. Um, so I'm like, I could see John Goodman. I'd be into oh, yeah. we're like early into Roseanne. I could see if you're getting some of people that like are just not as well known. I could see a Colmini or a Dennis Franz. I, I, I'd be interested I'm in never mad about Colmini. Um, we're also, we're in Chicago. So let's like take a look over on who we got going at Steppenwolf right now. Mm-hmm. Give me John Malkovich's hairy <laughs> yeah, lime. Yeah. John Malkovich with, John his, Marv. with his gold or as Marv yes. or as Marv. I could, I could so see, uh, him well, playing that kind of dumb. Claws, John, yeah. child. <laughs> John Malkovich always feels like the mastermind to me, yeah. you know? Yeah, but I like when he plays dumb, like, when he's, like, sort of, like, in being John Malkovich, when he's very confused. Yeah. Yes, that's I true. love that, like, oh, what? Like, that is a, <laughs> as a Marv could be kind of fun. I've heard that name, Snakes, before. <laughs> <laughs> this one is the Silver Tuna. <laughs> house full of kids and no adults we're the wet bandits (laughs) that's our calling card harry maybe he committed suicide (laughs) so intense marv suddenly yeah so intense harry's like relax somebody in there got blown away there there you go then if you got malkovich as marv then gary sinise as harry you're getting the steppenwolf (laughs) duo together with laurie metcalf in the catherine o'hara okay all right keeping it in chicago that is good actually i do love all of the like ancillary characters being we, populated by Chicago You're area talking characters. about the um, the one like cash register. Oh yeah. Uh, she's so classic she's Chicago. Like that. The cops do tell them to count their kids yeah. again. <laughs> you know just like yeah. eh. Hyper oh, oh, on four. Oh the guy also who is the driver um, when he's like just cars get four wheel drive. I don't know kid. Like everything yeah. he's yeah. saying is so Chicago yeah, yeah, and yeah. like the most you'd think he was doing an accent except for the fact that it was filmed in Chicago. Right. So you know that this guy probably talks that way. So apparently Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern both felt very indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting. So they intentionally gave over the top performances, neither one of them believing the film would be a massive success. You totally can see, like, if you were shooting that movie, you'd be like, I don't know, I'm doing some dumb kid movie. All my scenes are falling down. You know, I would, I totally get why they don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. It works so well. It works because I think you've got Joe Pesci that you were like, you would never picture that. And he is so committed to it. And it does help sell, like, the danger of it. Because it is like, this isn't like a a soft clown of a performer. It's Joe Pesci who is gonna win an Oscar very quickly for, like, beating someone to death. (laughs) Almost to death in Goodfellas. Um, so as for the actors who were considered, right off the bat, ding, 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 to Aaron, Robert De Niro turned it down. What? 
This was the year. This was the year of Goodfellas. So this was the year instead. He had Goodfellas and Awakenings, both oh, okay. great films, yeah. great De Niro performances. So I think very much so for the best. He's okay that he said that. He did fine. Yeah, he's Although, doing okay. He's doing this okay one, this really is all these people in this movie. This is their movie. Like yeah. this will last longer than Goodfellas. I think I love Goodfellas. <laughs> but it's like this is a classic. But more people have seen Home Alone yes. more frequently. I've yes. seen Goodfellas twice. Right, I've right, seen right. Home Alone. 2000. 2000. Yes. Every, yes, it is this Die Hard and uh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. And Muppet Christmas Carol are the ones we always play when we decorate our tree. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. And ding, ding, ding to Amy Joe because Danny DeVito was indeed it's considered. A it's oh, a yeah. duh. If, if Joe great. Pesci was considered for something, Danny DeVito yeah. was sniffing right at the heels, as was, you guessed it, Bob Hoskins, who turned <gasps> it down. Oh, my gosh. He'd, he'd be amazing. Great. He'd be great. Oh, how did I not think of that? And the that's Hosks. right around the same Coming era. out, yeah. Right, Roger right around Rabbit. Roger Rabbit, right. also 88. So 1990, he instead did uh, Mermaids with Cher and Winona Ryder. Oh, right. And, and of course, I'm thinking Mermaids. In Hook, yeah, because yeah. that's coming I'm up soon. Too. Is that ninety one? Yeah. I believe that's ninety one. Wow. Also, previous episode, and the, the same um, casting people you said, did Jane Jenkins and Janet Hershenson. Yeah, so they they had Hoskins on the Bob turned him down. The, the we'll get you next time. We'll, we'll get, get you. you. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. Yeah, Bob it, Hoskins will be so good. Oh, Bob that, Hoskins, oh, I can that see. Actually, is the best. He's also because yes. he's. He's he's like to me between Devito and Joe Pesci, and that he's cuddlier than Pesci, but he's still harsher than Devito. Like yes. I buy, yeah. I, I see Devito as like a criminal, whatever. I'm sure he's played them, but as one. someone who I could be like threatened by, like Danny Devito is someone that I am laughing at. Yeah. I do also think that there is something about him being English, and that the English, as far as actors go, are less precious about like. Well, I couldn't, for my image, do this children's project. I must right. be above it. Whereas the English are like, this is the job. And they're I'm going to do it. Does that all come from London being like a theater, film, and TV town? I think that is a big now, part of it. Now it's cool to do TV, but if you did TV in the States, it was like only a guest star well, on a like, popular show. Look at Jennifer Aniston. Right. It's like you look at someone like that. You had to be Lisa Kudrow, who is someone who is like so, so, so skilled mm-hmm. that you were able to kind of transcend that show. She still never became a movie star, even though she does movies, but yeah. like she's generally very well regarded. But it's like you look at her or like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who people like everyone knows there are these incredible performers. But because they came up on these TV shows, these sitcoms in the 90s, everyone's kind of there's there's no world in which they get to be also movie stars. Whereas in the UK, it's like it's all made in the same town. Who cares? Everybody does both. Acting is acting. Mm -hmm. So Bob Hoskins, along with Mermaids in 1990, he also did this movie Heart Condition, where he plays a racist cop who receives a heart transplant from dead lawyer Denzel Washington and oh. is then haunted by Washington's ghost who wants his help finding his murderer. Okay, we have to watch heart this. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so good. I, maybe we'll watch that while we decorate our tree every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heart condition. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so this would have been a better pick. But, I mean, Bob Hoskins, it really was. It was like Roger Rabbit and yeah. Hook. It was like he was doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dudley Moore was considered. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Bob Hoskins, I think, is obviously a better pick for various reasons. But yeah. Dudley Moore is so funny. I've never heard him do an American accent, though. That's the thing is I know Hoskins can. Yeah. Well, I'm also I'm I'm interested if you just don't. He's oh, just right, this limey criminal coming I've wound around. up in Chicago oh, area yeah, suburbs. Sure. 
You know, yeah. that's my Dudley Moore impression. <laughs> Wait, is Dudley Moore in the room with us now? You know Another what? guest. <laughs> Another guest. Yes, 33, 30 minutes in, we're introducing Dudley Moore <laughs> into the episode. What hey, Dudley, Dudley, what guess. was it like not getting cast in Home Alone? <laughs> well, Jeffrey. It's just him is drunk Dudley and Moore still Arthur. Alive? No. No, I was going to say, <laughs> well, here's the reanimated corpse of Dudley yeah, Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the power of podcasting. John Lovitz turned it down. Oh, that. Yeah. 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 That, that makes sense. I'm glad that he did. I, John Lovitz is very funny in select things. I'm glad he wasn't in this. Yeah. 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 Al Pacino turned it down. I, yeah, wow, there you Aaron, go, another ding, ding, ding. ding, ding yeah, ding, instead, ding. 1990, he had Godfather Part Three and Dick Tracy, so he had a busy year. He had, he a, had busy a busy year. year. Was it good? Jury's out. Right. But he was busy. It was busy. You he know, got paid. He, he got an Oscar nomination for that Dick Tracy for playing uh, Big oh, Boy wow. something pants. Big Boy Fancy Pants. <laughs> like Flat Top or something? I don't know. I only I think remember that video boy. game that you used to play. Oh, yeah. I forget Flat Top. Is that William? Maybe that's William Forsyth. Either way, I'm pretty sure. That pretty much... It's interesting all these sort of, um, all these like kid, quote unquote, kid movies like Roger Rabbit and Hook and all, all the, like Dustin Hoffman doing Hook and, yeah. and like Bob Hoskins and, and Roger Rabbit and then Dick, Dick Tracy. Tracy. They're all doing these kind of like, hey, and Batman was coming back. It's like, let's take these swings and do these crazy. Yeah. I wonder if that's what kicked it off was Jack Nicholson in that first Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. I think that's 89. Right. I'm sure there's, of course, cases. I mean, there's people are always like, yeah, I'll do a kid's film and yeah. make some money and do something that my kids can actually see. Right, yeah. right, grandkids right. But can these see. sort of like, P, I mean, I guess PG-13, whatever. But these a little, like a little racier, but still kid movies. That's, that's kind of interesting. Mm. It was on Vogue. Yeah. On <laughs> Vogue. <laughs> It was hook to you. I. It was hook couture. I have a very hard time picturing this. Okay, as Harry, considered, Alan Rickman. Oh, from the Die Hard. From vote. from if you're the thinking Die about Hard. That, look, Alan Rickman can do literally anything. Yeah. It'd be He's, fun but to he see and him Joe Pesci are so different. Oh yeah. I'm now I'm just There's trying to There's villain energy in these... both of them, but um, that's... Yes. Hey, kid. Happy yeah. holidays. We come back around nine o'clock. I'm going to start with this little finger. <laughs> You're scared munch, of the munch. dark, Marv. <laughs> it's different. I feel uh, like rhythmically they would write a slightly different script. Right. I'm trying to just imagine Alan Rickman's face with the blowtorch on his head with like the wide open <laughs> mouth. Like, oh, oh, and it's difficult to say. Uh, oh, yeah, it would, it would, <laughs> the decimal count would not go above a certain whisper. Absolutely. Why did you take your shoes off? Why are you dressed like a chicken? You, I, I think that the scene that I would like it best in is after... And you still keep Daniel Stern. So Daniel Stern has just done the the wet bandits. He's just done like put yeah. the things in and come in. He's laughing to himself and he's like, "You did it again, didn't you?" <laughs> he's like, "What do you mean? You did it again." The <laughs> the sinks, mom. And then when it's like the McAllisters, right? They're in Paris. I knew they was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew they was. <laughs> What are the cop lines when he's like under pretending to be the cop? You know, when he's with the. Oh, right, right, right. Are your parents here? Are your parents parents? home? Do they live here? Do they live here? (laughs) No. Probably a fancy orphanage. (laughs) That's (laughs) it. As if he's 
coming from playing Mr. Sourberry in <laughs> yes, yes. I've I've played the role before. I'll do it again. Man, we were robbed of an Alan Rickman as, as Mr. Sourberry. Yeah. <sighs> and that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and Already? Oh, way it works. Two of the following actors were up for the role of Harry and one was not. And Amy, Joe, and Aaron have to guess which is which. Your options are Rowan Atkinson, <gasps> Dustin Hoffman, okay. and Jeremy Irons. I just didn't expect them to go so hard on the Brits. I know. You know, I... I'll guess Jeremy Irons was not up for it. Okay. He had just, when was Lion King? Right Lion after Lion King this? is a few or years 94. after. It's like 94. 94? Okay, okay, okay. A few years away. Be prepared. I'm going to guess. Alan gonna... Rickman would have been a good scar. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sad now. Right. Um, I mean, there's a reason they played brothers in yes. the Die Hard franchise. It is like, well, yes. who are going to get to play Alan Rickman's brother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Jeremy his Irons. Brother? And like now, you could be like Christoph Waltz, but yeah, at the time, yeah. you're like, this is it. Some other Brit who is creepy. Um, because of the Pacino and De Niro of it all, I think that Hoffman was probably up for this part. Right. So I'm going to go. You said Jeremy Irons. You Rowan Atkinson. I'm going to go Rowan Atkinson. I'm sorry, you're both incorrect. <gasps> as far as I could tell, oh. Dustin Hoffman not considered oh, for Harry. Wow. You got us good, Ronan. You got us. He already, he already, the ink was dry on his hook contract. Yeah. He's like, I'm not doing any more kids. I can't do shit. both. I can't do two of these things in a row. Yeah. But I get it. <laughs> oh, man. But I could absolutely see that. Uh, oh, yeah. Dustin yeah. Hoffman. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah but not. I mean, like, oh, man. Rowan Atkinson. There's no, there, maybe not no better physical comedian. There are a few. That's what I said. Like I can see comedians. that whole actory. Yes. I know they have incredible stunt doubles. Uh, right. Obviously, but watch the special just features. At, watch it. But um, he would be so good in all mm. of that. Yeah. yeah. Instead, he was doing the witches with Angelica Houston. <gasps> okay, not mad really about that. Good. Not mad about that. So yeah. he had he already had his like his family yeah. film for the year. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. And Jeremy Irons. This is the year. Of reversal of fortune. So he, this is the year where he won his Oscar. So he might not have been able to do that if he was too busy. It would have been a real reversal of fortune. Torch to the head and getting dressed. What, why are you dressed like a chicken? Jeremy Irons. Yeah, it would have been a real reversal of fortune. <laughs> oh, brother. You're welcome. Taxi. Uh, <laughs> and let's move on because we're talking about Harry. So we got to talk about Marv. We got to talk about them as a twosome almost. So, uh, Amy Joe, thoughts on that? Daniel Stern, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I will admit that this viewing of Home Alone was like no other because oh. this is my first viewing of Home Alone after we watched Chud. <laughs> I don't know Chud. Oh, you're better off. Chud, Chud is an 80s horror I hate film the name. that was made it's, for it's about an $50. Acronym. Yeah. Uh, it's an acronym for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Mm. And it stars both Daniel Stern, Daniel Stern and, and John, John Heard, <laughs> okay, Peter yeah. McAllister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I have wow. to both say, looking disgusting. Both looking They're not uh, supposed to look disgusting. But they do. Well, Daniel Stern maybe a little. Daniel Stern, yes. He like he's uh, helps run I, I, this like soup kitchen or whatnot, and he is just always sweaty. Chud. Yeah, they're like, uh oh, there's monsters living under the the New York streets, and wow. only in, we in are the, the ones and that are like serious. That's what's. Oh no. It, it, well, it's it's. 
it's a horror. It's, it's not supposed to be as bad as it is. It's a right, horror right. film that's somewhat funny, mostly unintentionally, sure. somewhat intentionally at times. Uh, but but so John Hurd, who we're not discussing in the not much. We'll talk about him this, later. Yeah, but he plays this photographer. <laughs> photographer. Fashion photographer, I should say. Good. And he is dressed. He's wearing like sleeveless sweatshirts. I've mm-hmm, never seen mm-hmm. someone dressed so poorly on screen. <laughs> and and he's like, I am a fashion photographer. And he's also just like, yeah, sweaty and gross. So watching him in this, I was like, oh, right. You're just, that's you. But so also watching Daniel Stern, like John Hurd, I was like, I'm fine having that a little ruined for me. Right, Although it sure. does, it does ruin a little. But <laughs> Daniel Stern, I was like, I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. I can't um, unsee it. But he's very funny in this, and it does redeem the chudness of it all. But the, I, the I do wish of it all. There's, I, normally, I like more information in my life, and this was an instance where you oh, can't. Less is more. You can't put the scales back right, once right, they right. fall. <laughs> you know? Okay, real quick, I'm just going to show Aaron a picture of John Hurd in Chud and Daniel Stern in Chud. So here's John Hurd. Oh, wow. This is very 80s. Oh, this is now I'm looking at Daniel Stern. Yeah, that they're kind of wearing the same thing. But yeah, Daniel Stern wears it worse. Like he, it's yeah, it looks sweaty. It's and sleazy. Sleazy. And it's like he looks like a real person, which I know that's he is. True. But he, he, like New, New York summer in the 80s. Yeah. That is the best you could yeah. hope to look. Right, that's right, true. right, right, right. So anyway, I will say that. I didn't see him like I normally was like, oh, what an affable burglar. Right. <laughs> Instead, I was like, um, just a little, just a, just little, a little bomb. Just a little. Um, anyway, if this were made only a couple years later, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is, ca-. well, he would have been too famous at that point. But I was like, oh, this is kind of a like, if he could play an ensemble part, like a fun Jim Carrey role. Mm-hmm. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. A couple years later, when he's like a logical choice, this would he's have too been famous. Right on the nose. Yeah, yeah. he's been right, living right color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this would be like just before In Living Color. This would be like, great. That yeah. was like 91, maybe even 1990. And it given him an introduction to the world, like not yeah. as a full lunatic. Yes. You know, yeah. like, exactly. he'd be like funny and goofy, but like uh, grounded in reality. Absolutely. Right? He didn't do for many years. And then my only other thought, who would have been too young at the time, um, and is definitely much different than Jim Carrey, like not nearly as zany, but it's also very funny, would be like a young, maybe more like mid-90s Will Smith. Ah! I have Will Smith. I was really proud of that. I thought that was like great cast. Well, I think so too. Twin mine. What you have? What? What it is? You're not twins. I was thinking we're not twins. We could be. Um, He's just quoting a YouTube video because he was Fresh Prince was out, and I know he was like young, right? Like baby, but. There is something where, like, oh, there you if you change the dynamic and they were a little less like exactly partners and it was more like Joe Pesci and like the young kid, yes. like I can very much see it. And like you idiot, da da da, you know, yeah. and like bring I I have him, I have wow, Will Smith. Wow, Amazing. okay, all right. I think it's good. I think it would be it obviously be very, very different, but it's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Were those your picks? Yes. Great. So over to Aaron. Okay, so Will Smith was one I was really proud of. Love then, it. okay, what's his name? His name's Chris Elliott, right? Yeah. He always, yeah. I get him and Daniel Stern confused. That's so Like, right. um, growing I get, I up. See that. So yeah. I see, and I, isn't he a Chicago-y kind of guy, Chris um, Elliott? I wouldn't He's be surprised. He's on Schitt's Creek, right? Yeah. He's that's on Rolling. Yes. So or Canadian. Or so. He feels like in this world. I'm pretty if sure he, he's not Canadian. I feel like that was the point, like, in Schitt's Creek, he was the one that wasn't Canadian. Right, of all possibly. of them. But yeah. you know what's fun about Schitt's Creek? 
Creek and all those folk who, you know, we have a lot of like both Canadian and Chicago area actors and comedians in this film is yeah. like a lot of can Canadians came to Chicago to right, do comedy. Right. So it's like kind of a lovely, weird confluence. Right. So he and I've always, I think for a long time, I thought Chris Elliott was Daniel Stern. Mm -hmm. Like when I would see him and maybe something about Mary, I thought it was Daniel Stern for a while. Uh, you know, I, yeah. When you're younger. Anyway. But then I was Will Smith, I was really proud of. And then I was like, who were the SNL kids at the time? And I do think other fun ones could have been like a Dana Carvey mm. and yeah. mm -hmm. Chris Rock was on SNL. At the time. Uh, and again, yes. the yeah. same similar yeah. of like too young up for like what they ended up going yeah. with. But the fun of like the younger, like up and coming. The criminal. kind of like beta energy. Yeah. 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 That's and fun. Like, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, that's good. I like that. We've got that dynamic of you got the one you got Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Clearly, you've got one short, one's tall, right. but also one's older, one's younger. But if you have them together, I could even see like Chris Rock as your Harry get, and young Adam Sandler as Mark. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you're just looking at they don't need like SNL. there's no reason they need to be in their 40s or whatever. It's right. like they could be no. young. Well, looking at, you know, Joe Pesci is like 15 years older than Daniel Stern. That sounds okay, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, th th I thought that too. Wow, I can't believe you did Will Smith. I was like, yeah. this is going to blow <laughs> no one's their ever minds. <laughs> and instead, <laughs> turns out I co-host a casting podcast. <laughs> the rug was pulled. Um, so these actors are all too big in 1990, I think. But temperamentally, I think any of them would have crushed Bill Paxton as Marv. It's like, that's what I want. Oh, I want who's lovably, yeah. who could play lovably stupid as like that Michael Keaton, like mm -hmm. also I think is giving you the very, that, that energy. Yeah. Michael Keaton is giving you the like, I know that we don't want to leave any mark, but I've got to leave my right, 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 right. I cannot help it. Uh, and John Ritter, like who do I want falling oh, down yeah, these stairs? Who do I want doing Pratt Falls? I want that John Ritter. If this was made like a decade earlier, give me that John Ritter. And then made a little within a few years later. I could also see like a Chris Tucker. I think would be yeah. would be really fun. Of course. Uh, yeah. And then made more of like today because I I feel like <laughs> nothing against him. I feel like he has a very similar hair and facial hair to Daniel Stern in this film. Uh, comedian Eric Andre. Uh, I think would also be very funny. Uh, so as far as the role itself, uh, it was written for Daniel Stern. Oh, okay. Good for him. So he agreed. Must be nice. Must be nice. Um, <laughs> he, agreed, <laughs> he agreed to shoot, which was supposed to take six weeks. And then the producers came back to him and said, okay, great. So we're going to actually need you for eight weeks and you're still going to get paid the same amount that oh. we agreed on. So he decided to decline the offer. And at the recommendation of the studio, they cast this actor, Daniel Roebuck, who he's in the movie The Fugitive. He was on Matlock for a few years. I'm only going to hear it as Daniel Robot and that he's not a real man. <laughs> I am Daniel well, that's Robot. why it didn't work out. It didn't work out because they, they, you know what? They didn't, they didn't fully charge him. So when they were <laughs> yeah. trying to film scenes with Daniel Roebuck and Robot. there'd be Joe Pesci being ready to be, being, being like, my boob. I hate tarantulas. Beep, boop. Ha, snakes, ha, snakes. This, this, this robot, he'd push his head through the doggy door to, to get the BB gun, and then it just like immediately dies in the doggy door. <laughs> <laughs> Macaulay, yes! yes, 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 yes. I've got my own dead robot! <laughs> um, so according to this actor, Roebuck, he said after two days meeting with producers who were cold towards him, he was then told, yeah, I know what? You're actually no longer needed, citing a lack of chemistry with Joe Pesci. Wow. Though they had not 
filmed any scenes <gasps> together. Hey, maybe they had a bad lunch. And Hollywood <laughs> yeah. is rough. Bad chemistry. Yeah. And then the studio caved to the producer's wishes and they brought back Daniel Stern. And this guy, Daniel Roebuck, he, he got a hefty paycheck for his trouble, so he at least got paid. Did Stern get more money since he came back? This I don't know. So I don't remember. How I hope he they did. They ended up paying Daniel Stern, I'm assuming, what he wanted or a little more and they still had to pay off this other actor right. where they just I paid know. the so actor they, they wanted the appropriate it's amount to begin sick. with. It's disgusting. Just pay actors what they're Eight weeks is long. You're doing another two weeks. Eight weeks is long. Yeah. And and you're you're not like filming. It's not home aloha. You're in (laughs) Chicago and it's cold But I also feel like they could shoot them out kind of quick because they're like mostly in that van doing like two scenes. And then there's the crazy ending, obviously. But like that couldn't have taken... I mean, all the way that, that you know what I mean. But and there's was, a lot of people, yeah, that they're like actually well, their filming is pretty segmented, right? Yeah, Especially well, it can, the it, two can of them. it can be of just like whatever of the the filming locations that we have right, right. available That's to us, true, even if it's they just did the shoot house so much or on location. whatever of like yeah. when we need. There's great featurettes on the DVD, which for the early nineties still is has wild. a DVD player. Oh, we do because we I like to a, watch have a PlayStation special features. You can play DVDs in a PlayStation exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And Blu-ray. That's, that's where we play our DVDs Blu-rays. on our PS4. Same, 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 same. Um, so, along with Daniel Roebuck, at some point, I don't know if it was before Daniel Stern, I mean, it was written for him, or if it were, were an after, Michael Richards, Kramer himself, was briefly considered. Oh, I thought of listing him, because oh, I also was sense. looking. I, well, I mean, we'll similar, very similar vibe, yeah. I feel like, to a Kramer. Um, a kooky hair chaos muppet. The right, kooky right. hair chaos muppet. He was doing, I mean, he was in the middle of Seinfeld and he had problem child, speaking of John Ritter, so he was uh. busy with that. And Christopher Lloyd reportedly turned it down. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but that's once again, like, I like that you've got Joe Pesci and then an actor that we're not as fam- you've got that yeah, yeah. opposed to Christopher yes. Lloyd and Joe Pesci it feels well, Christopher like Christopher Lloyd is huge Christopher yes. Lloyd's too big doc you ca- you would need like at the beginning both of them as the cops right least, right you know right, right or then if you get Danny DeVito you've got a taxi reunion hey Tony Danza as Catherine O'Hara <laughs> <laughs> not as Kate McAllister <laughs> as Catherine O'Hara Andy, Andy <laughs> Kaufman as old man Marley <laughs> well now that tracks that would be good you think he's just really scary and like he's staring at you so creepy and then he comes over in the church and he's like thank you very much yeah he's doing like, mighty oh, mouse oh he's just <laughs> uh so let's move on to uncle frank oh, aaron okay. what are your thoughts on jerry bamman as uncle frank who- so i'm i'm pretty unfamiliar with this actor other than this movie same i think he's incredible i, I will he a chicago I, guy um i don't know offhand but i because i also was like i know him from nothing else besides this yeah. he's been in like other things sure. but Fun trivia for him is that he is a Grammy nominee in 2001 for Best Spoken Word Album for the Complete Shakespeare Sonnets. Oh, wow. Somebody so, had to do it. So I bet he is a Chicago, like, maybe he is. No, but you know what? Chicago guy. shakes. So here are people that I thought of. And here's someone I thought of as Harry, but I thought a better Uncle Frank. Okay. What about Phil Hartman? What about yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> Look like you did, you little Yes. Like, Perfect. Iconic. Really would have been really, really good. Oh, and then man. another person I thought of, um, J.K. Simmons. <gasps> Yes. Yes. But he was yep, on yep. Broadway at the time. I think he was in a TV Was he doing was guys, and dolls? guys and Dolls? Yeah, yeah, Wasn't yeah. that around He's this in time? He's in that Guys and Dolls with Nathan Lane and Peter Gallagher. He got the horse right here. He might be Harry the horse. <laughs> He's one of the ones in that beginning 
yeah. song anyway. I think I think it might be him, whoever is like the one that also Gando. sings Guys and Dolls. I think it's like him like as the number yeah. two to Nice and Nice Lay. He, um, yeah, it's, it's Harry uh, the Horse. You know, Oz where he plays right. a, like an Aryan, the head of the right. Aryan gang. Yes, yes, yes. It was very popular to do a musical episode when they were like in their last season. Oh, right. And B.D. Wong was on that show. Yes. And Rita Moreno. Oh. Like everyone can sing. And J.K. Simmons, who's this Nazi, starts singing and you're like, he can really <laughs> sing. And that's when I looked him up and found out he was in Guys and this Dolls. This guy's got the chance. Right. Yeah. This guy also in The Bodyguard. Uh, Jerry Bannon. Yes. And Lorenzo's Oil. Okay. In terms of bigger films around this time. The and then it was uh, just every TV show that you Ever can think of. Made. Every Law and sure. Order. Um, yeah. And his Law last and credits. So, uh, he so was on The Good Wife. He had an episode of The Good Wife in 2014. Yorker, then. Two episodes yeah. of The Following in 2015. Yeah. It's for me. It's You really do want like the line is look what you did. You little, you little jerk. jerk. It's like, yes. well, who's the actor that I want saying Delivering look what that you line. did. You little jerk. Yeah. And I, J.K. Simmons I also had because I'm like that oh, is someone yeah. that I'm like yeah that's an Uncle Frank that I hate. He'd be good. He'd be uh, good. What about you, Amy Jo? So just based on the line alone, the iconic line alone. Also mm-hmm. put it, put it, put it in your purse. Fill it, fill it, fill oh, yeah. it up, please. Which are things purse. that Aaron and I will say yeah. all the time. Michael and fill, I say put it in your purse. Fill it up, too. please. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have John Lithgow. <gasps> uh huh. Which uh-huh. again, too too big for this part, but. A there. young, a younger, made ten years earlier, John Lithgow as Marv. I would oh, really enjoy. Oh, he'd be great. Yes, yes. very physical too. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah. My other option is someone who's in this film in a smaller role, and that is this actor named Larry Henkin, who Donut is cop? the cop, Donut Cop. Who oh yeah, we yeah, know yeah. Aaron and I know from, of course, Fairy Tale Theater, yes. the Three <sighs> Little Pigs episode. <laughs> Where he plays the used car salesman of, <laughs> that we all know. Yes. You know. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows in the Three Little Pigs, the used car salesman. Anyway, that's I'm Larry Hankin. sorry. Hankin. We're going to have to stop for a second. <laughs> I was prepared to just make a joke about, like, which one of the pigs did he play? Assuming, like, <laughs> no, he, he probably wasn't a pig. He probably wasn't even the wolf. He was probably some random villager. But he's car. villager, not used car. Yeah. Who's driving? Is, is the wolf driving a car? The well, it's Jeff Goldblum. Jeff it's Billy Crystal. It's Fred is Willard. Jeff is the wolf. And Peter yeah, Furst. That's Jeff Goldblum's the wolf. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's the fantastic. Whole, it's very fast talking. Fred hey, Willard, every, of Peter course Furst. There's a, yeah. there is a, it works that there's a used car salesman it in this feels world. Just right. Valerie Perrine <laughs> from Superman salesman. plays oh, yeah. the sexy pig. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Um, and so he's great in that. So, of course, like that and this came into my consciousness at the same time. I don't remember when I realized, hey, the guy from Fairy Tale Theater. Right. Yeah, he, was also, he was also in Friends for a while. He was like some oh, some cantankerous great. neighbor that he's would always the, get their goat. I forgot that. I never realized that's him. He's the one who lived downstairs. Yep. Mr. Whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, my Mr. God. Cranky. He didn't yeah. ha- He had like white hair then. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, wow. He's I never great. put that together. I mean, such brief screen time in this film but that don't that impact. food the food the, acting is that so scene good. between the, the two of them where they're like hyper, hyper on, on two yeah but yeah, that yeah. bite of Gross. donut sticks to his phone yeah. for like the perfect length of time and it's like oh, that that's... is you are and then the foley when it falls I know. off and you know oh, Chris yeah. Columbus is like as oh, if it's a weight God. has just suddenly it's on the ground so good <laughs> hey that donut has so many well calories. send an officer to your house all right ma'am she's doing her Christmas present. Yes. Like the two of them are so great together and they're not even in the same room. I know. You know? And then Catherine O'Hare was on the phone, not even acting with them. It's like such a great example of like get a bunch of really funny it's people so together. Good. Gold. So anyway, he was my choice for he's uh, if this were a musical, 
He would play Donut Cop and understudy Uncle right. Fred. Right, oh, totally. Of course, of course. I mean, he could probably do both. I think that you can double. It, it depends, depends on how big the cast Uncle Frank, is. Also, if Uncle Frank has a song. Put it in your purse. <laughs> sure. Put sure. It, put, it, put it in your purse. Is that real crystal? Fill ding, ding, ding. Fill it up. Because today we're first class. Like, that's <laughs> yes. the refrain. We're, what we're first, cat, for first class folks. And then he has that great line, too, where when she's forgot Kevin, he's like, well, you, well I forgot Makes my you glass. feel better. I, I forgot, forgot my reading, my reading glasses. glasses. It's so, and just yeah, he's great. I know, they're wow. dead face. It's good. So good. <laughs> so good. Uh, as far, yeah, I mainly was Uncle thinking. Frank remind, sorry, Uncle Frank reminded me of our, not at all. Don't but think I didn't mention Uncle him Rick last night. Because uh, growing up, just because he'd let the kids watch rated R movies. That's when, Uncle Rick was so sweet. He wasn't true. mean Uncle at all. Uncle Frank but... letting all the other kids yeah. watch some rated R film. When she has that happen. line, like, if Uncle Frank says no, it, it must, must be, be really, really bad. bad. And it I turned it up and I was like, porn. that was Uncle Rick. And that's like, mom talking, like, exactly. if Uncle Rick it says no. Really <laughs> Uncle, bad. Uncle Frank is showing them, like, body heat. Uncle Frank is yeah. showing them some kind of soft Our Uncle porn. Rick Snakes. is the one where my mom and dad go <laughs> do you to you Wait, do you, I'm sorry, do you think he was showing them angels with dirt? Yes, that is the video. That's the film was showing? Because he's like, I finally get to watch it. That can't be rated R. That's before there was an R rating, that black and white gangster film. I think he said it's not even rated at all oh, or say something that. like that yeah. isn't it but anyway that's totally the movie that they're Uncle watching Rick was very sweet he wasn't like frank at all you okay. what you did you little well jerk. he loved a prank call but he loved but a he prank. wasn't cruel and too no, per- no. interpersonally but um definitely loved a prank call situation loved a prank and loved a yes. rated r but movie definitely sure, when sure, sure. my parents went to go see jurassic park to be like is this i think we told us on the jurassic yep. park episode yep. but that was years ago yeah, now truly um <laughs> My parents went to be like, we got to see if our, our kids can see this. And we are, I'm five and six years older than my cousins, which means you are like three and four years yeah, older than our cousins. And, and they ran into Rick and them, yeah. the children, at the movie theater. And they're like, okay, well, if Josh and Jake have seen this, I guess well, they we got to take like, our kids. They were little. They went, well, they went to five. see Aliens. Josh, our cousin Josh <gasps> talks about. As like about, two and three year olds. What are you talking about? No, they, that's I'm accurate. not kidding. Rick took them to Aliens. That can't be right. Aliens it, are like 86. Yeah, I or oh okay, so maybe Alien Three or something. Oh. I remember took them to something that, that like took them to something. I remember because like, I was like, was it scary? And they're like, I have nightmares, but it was so. Yeah, good. Josh <laughs> said that to us like yes. a couple years ago. He was like, oh yeah, we about whatever movie. He was like, oh yeah, I used to have nightmares about that. Blah 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 blah. But it was awesome. Good? Yeah, like remembering oh in his late twenties, like that was right. probably a bad move, but it rocked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they had, they saw it. Everything. was a bad move, but it rocked. I feel like that those are like that's that's my childhood. Imagine Bad being move, five at kindergarten, like, have you guys seen Aliens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. <laughs> oh, my God. In original Dolby Stereo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. All right. Here, along with J.K. Simmons, are some actors that I would not want yelling at me, look what you did, you little jerk, which right. is how I qualified. Like, who are okay. the actors that I would just be like, uh, Christopher McDonald. <gasps> yes, great mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, John C. McGinley, Dr. Cox from Scrubs, probably what he's best known for. And okay. Carl Weathers. I have Carl Weathers <laughs> as Uncle Frank just chewing <laughs> death. Like, re- reading this That's kid great. the riot act. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see that of this cantankerous relationship with um, with uh, Uncle Frank. Uh, so as far as the actor who was actually considered, the part was written for Kelsey Grammer. Oh. So John Lithgow is a really good choice if I say so myself. Yeah. Well, it's also because this role was originally beefed up in the original script. Because Kelsey Grammer, uh, in the middle of season nine of Cheers to this point, so in the rumored original draft of the screenplay, Uncle Frank is revealed as the true villain of the (gasps) film that he has hired Harry and Marv. 
to wow. have them rob the McAllister house and the other house in the neighborhood, and also to kill Kevin. Kill! <laughs> dun, dun, dun! We're <laughs> perfect. Kill! Yes. We're in such rooms. Supposedly, I, that, that he is I, the one that he would have clipped the power, that he would have, like, yeah, knocked out the power on the it block. It wasn't a power. Okay, so I actually, And you notice that Uncle Frank... He's not there at the end of the film. Yeah. They don't come back in at the end. That's that true. actually worked. I can see how it works. It is better that it's just a simpler, cleaner story and there's yeah. not like these twists. But that isn't like ludicrous. <laughs> it, well, it does like make sense. It's a I little think, ludicrous that I this mean, family is. film is this uncle is going to try to murder yeah. their he nephew. Hate, and then the murdering is over the top. I mean, with the robbing where he, like, he could be jealous of his brother. They don't come back because they stay in Paris right. the whole time. Right, right. right. Well, and then he's going to fly back into Chicago. Of get course. the car and drive back to Ohio. You know what I what I do really love about the screenplay of Home Alone 2 is that that family, I mean, how many times have I watched it? And I still don't quite understand the dynamics, right. but everyone feels very full. Like, it does feel very lived. Like, yeah. everyone, and yeah. you're like, oh, I can tell every part was probably bigger and they cut it all down, but it... It makes they it had a lot of long yeah. improv it, rehearsals yeah, where they could all Chicago, like act out. Like, know, okay, like, we're all gonna make breakfast together. Yes, Have it just fun. feels like a real family, and like Frank is has a, such a small part, but leaves such an impact yeah. on the movie. And you know, they have that line. Oh no, is that a buzz line when they're going through like his um, memories? And there's a line that's not in the movie. You know, and it's like I will you feed d-. you to my tarantula. Right, that's not in the movie, but it's like. That's not actually in something, you right, know. Right, right, right. Like, well, all of those line readings were clearly not clipped from the actual film. Oh, not film. at all. They were filmed as talking heads, yes. which has always bothered me, and yet I let it go. It, well, you, it's in his mind. It's Kevin's memories, yes, exactly. The movie he in imagines his mind. that they're yeah, he is in that way as Kevin. That's wild. I'm thrilled that that I did not happen, that. because I feel like this It makes movie, it over the top. Yes, this yeah. movie feels like you don't need a it. thing that could you happen. You don't need it. No. But Kelsey Grammer's Uncle Frank, great casting. Yeah, yeah. He's someone that's telling, a, he's definitely told a kid that they're a little jerk at some point oh, in yeah. his life. Sideshow Bob. If not yesterday. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sideshow Bob, exactly. I mean, honestly, there you go. It's uh, Kelsey Grammer's Harry and David Hyde Pierce's Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The most, like, burglars. <laughs> the most, burglars. like, effect, like... <laughs> Scholar burglars. Wow. We make the best burglars, Niles, because we know where the real <laughs> money is. It's not, a, it's not these baubles or beads or this gold. It's in this, you know, this, oh, this painting of this ship. Do you understand who did this? <laughs> it's a knowledge. <laughs> oh, wow. That is fascinating. So let's move on to Santa Claus. Amy Jo, what are your thoughts on Ken Hudson Campbell? Uh, for who, those who don't know him, besides this, he is one of the oil driller slash astronauts in Armageddon, and he's in Groundhog's Day. Is a small oh. role. He is credit. I think he's credited as a man in hallway. He's like one of the ones also staying at the B and B. Yeah, he's the with one Bill that's Murray. like, "Good morning, going to see the groundhog." You have to see the groundhog. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's I never put that together. Nor did I, because he's got the big beard on. For, mm-hmm. He's dressed as Santa this whole yes. film. But I love the glasses that he has. It's such a nice touch yeah. of uh, these big, like, thick glasses and on him. Day feels very um, Chicago. Chicago, even well, though it's Bill Philly, Murray. But... Bill Murray is a Chicago right. guy, yeah, so I feel go. like it's probably that. It's called in some friends. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think he's great. It's mm-hmm. delightful casting because I, well, I mean, it would be fine even if he got, went on to be someone famous, but because they didn't get someone to do a cameo, right. it doesn't right. feel like it's weighted weirdly. It's like, oh yeah, this like random 
young kid basically playing Santa Claus. I love like, how young great. he reads. Yeah, it, so he really young. does read like he's 25. It's very realistic yeah. too. Of like, oh yeah, you're doing this gig. You're, you're 25. like, oh gosh, you're yeah. not smoking. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing that he's the one that's doing the gig on Christmas Eve. Right. But yeah. You could see that. Yeah, your older Santa's like they've been I've doing got to go it in the my months leading up. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm off. I'm not working Christmas Eve. That can go to Joe Schmo, my yeah. my nephew. So my thoughts are all people who are like, it would be more of a cameo type yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, now, at the time, he would have been too young. He was a bit younger than this guy. But like Patton Oswalt, to someone who today, oh, I feel like Patton yeah. Oswalt would be playing this yeah, part. Yeah, you he'd know? be great. And then other, these two other guys would have been too well-known and would have been more of a cameo at the time. But okay, who cares? I, I went with like Chicago area staples. Mm-hmm. I went with Jim Belushi and Bill Murray. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Both great. Yeah. I so see that definitely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different, but different, you know, but give good. me the give yeah. me the good vibes. I went also with I, well, uh, you know, I looked up the SNL kids at the time, young because this. Uh, what about Chris Farley? Of course, yes. of course, uh, very big, but Santa even funny. Yeah. baby Santa. Uh, I was also thought about Chris Farley as like a Marv for a very different oh, energy, but again, yeah, one of our yeah, brilliant yeah. physical comedians. Definitely, um, but, I could definitely see that. And then um, Wayne Knight, who. <gasps> Played no. Newman yep. and Nidri in Jurassic Park. We talk about Wayne Knight a lot because we won't shut up about Third Rock from the Sun oh, on this yes, podcast. Oh, yes, I know. He's so, huge yeah. in that. And I saw Wayne Knight as Santa uh, on Broadway uh, in Elf the Musical. Oh! So he's he's familiar with the track. <laughs> he knows the role. <laughs> he knows the beats. But he's very good at that, oh, yeah. like, skeezy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing, you know. He, he, oh, yeah, here, here's great. some Tic Tacs, kid. Here's yeah, some Tic Tacs. Yeah, I thought he would oh, be really good. Oh, that's great. I'm mad I didn't think of Wayne Knight. Mm-hmm. No, that'd be great. It's hilarious because that's, uh, that's who I would have cast. I've got Wayne Knight, uh, or this is where I would put Dana DeVito. Have <laughs> Dana DeVito oh, in just yeah, this yeah, little yeah. tiny Great cameo. cameo. Great cameo. Uh, or give me young Richard Kind. Richard Kind, oh, I think. Yeah, he's not I quite, love. that's not right energetically from what this guy is giving you. But uh, he could, you well, could see as someone who's like, like I'm just trying to get out of here. What is the text yeah. demand? Yeah. Yeah. You sure, know? sure, sure. Once sat in the diner on my corner by Richard Kind, and uh, I was like, huh? that's Richard Kind. And I'm the only one in this diner who cares. Yeah, Richard Kind. As for the actor who was actually considered, once again, a ding, ding, ding for Aaron Chris Farley auditioned, having just started at SNL. So it doesn't probably wouldn't even have felt like or I guess by the time this film came out, it would have been like, oh, it's like the guy, the new guy on SNL, but he wasn't yeah. like Chris By the time it was on Farley, no, no, he, Because in 90, I, I, when I looked up the SNL cast, I was surprised Chris Farley was in at 90. I, yeah. I, I, I know he didn't, I know they were done by like 94 because 96 was a different era, but... I was still surprised. Right. I was like, thought he would be like a 91 or 92. Yeah. Yeah. But I so see it. I, I mean, I yeah. can so see that. And I think that'd be great. Although I love the guy that we got. I love that it yes. does feel smaller. I love it, that it's not like a recognizable mm-hmm. cameo, yeah. even in hindsight of right. like someone that would grow, grow to be like incredibly famous. It's just like this nice little scene of this Santa with this period appropriate glasses just giving this kid tic tacs and once again not asking why are you by yourself at night no, on christmas no. eve no well he's no. got other things to think about including the fact that his license plate is barely hanging on yeah <laughs> by a uh, thread honey, it's good it's great oh we haven't even talked about how everything in this movie is red and green and how, I, I didn't notice that as a child ever but as an adult you're like what yeah they're really hitting you over the head with it Boy, this is Christmas. So this is Christmas. But like, you know, everything. If you don't know that and you're going to, you know, you're listening to this and, oh, gosh, it is so cold. So maybe you're about to walk. I got my mittens on. (laughs) 
me my mittens and my hat and my cardigan. Well, listener, you may have your mittens on while listening to this. <laughs> we are just we are recording this hilariously in advance, but you are listening to this right on exactly. time or later. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you're listening to this next July. So you're listening to <laughs> That's this. That's true. So maybe far like, in the future. Oh, it's from 93 us. degrees because it's July 2022. 2022. A good year. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have Fingies yeah. crossed. Oh. <laughs> um, but let's move on to Kate McAllister. Aaron, what are your thoughts on that Catherine O'Hara? Okay. Who would you cast if you had to cast someone we else? We talked about this before, that th- this, is, of any of them, is the hardest because yeah. this is uh, again I said How that do Joe we Pesci could win mom. an Oscar but this could have won this is yeah. so this is one of those it's Joanna Gleason in Into the Woods how do you do how it? how mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. isn't another choice however we that's the assignment yeah <laughs> um, so speaking of Cheers I'm thinking Shelley Long sort of big uh-huh. at the time uh-huh. could yes. have been is funny but plays real yeah, yeah. and then you know Meryl yeah, <laughs> I guess Meryl. Who can touch our girl Catherine O'Hara? And then she's a little too young. She's just a couple years younger than Catherine O'Hara, but maybe she was Shelley Long. But anyway, I've, again, of the Seinfeld, of Julie Louis Dreyfus. Sure, thinking, yeah. is very good. She's a little like maybe a little young, but she can play that kind of harsh. Uh, I don't know that thing that the mom has where it's a little like you're very over your son, but then you're a very good actress. So you you Mm, like mm -hmm, that. But yeah, so those are who I picked. Um, That's great. But it's very hard. Yeah. Very, very hard. So hard. Of course. And it's hard because it isn't like a big splashy role. She's in it enough, but it's like she's the star other than McCulley. But you don't like but it's it's like a quiet role. You're the heart right. of the movie. Exactly. But she's also, yeah. she's yeah. so funny, but in ways that you don't understand. Oh, yeah. Not. Like when she's like, pick up, pick up. Yeah. You know, all this kind of stuff that it's like, oh, you see her in anything else. You see her in any of the Christopher Guest films. Right. You see her obviously in Shit's Creek. You're like, that's a comic genius who also has like, the, yeah, yeah Beetlejuice who's reigned themselves. In. Yes. Which I love. I love that you get someone who's so funny, this amazing comedian and having them like, okay, now like, pull all of that back and this is going to be just hard that's yeah. you're having a comedian come in to do the role that would be just hard right um which i love i, I think love that. pays i mean it's all such like, that's yes. what a comedian gives you all those like it's incredible like every time reads. a laugh needs to land it She'll will land. land so hard but also they can give you this other stuff yeah that yeah. like renaissance painting of them comforting her when uncle frank is like if it makes feeling better i forgot my reading glasses yes. she, it's like a full like they're like yes. fanning full her Pieta. and like it's so yes, good it's so 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 good. also yeah. remember our mom you know the big scene where he's like you suck and anger you know and she sends yeah. the, the famous you sucks <laughs> yeah but you know he's and like, she goes well you, I you suck what does she what does he say like i wish you like he has a really something real sassy. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, I wish that like, yeah. I, now I forget. And she's my head. like, yeah. we've seen this so many I times. Know. And it's it like, truly, if it, the movie was playing, I could like go cross-eyed and quote the whole thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> Princess Bride stuff. She's like, well, maybe you know, maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't think you mean that. You know, when she says, mm-hmm. anyway, Mom would always turn to me and be like. If you ever talk to me like that, this is not how I would respond. I'm like, I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know it wouldn't go the same way. (laughs) Oh, I also live here. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Uh, Did you have anyone else? Uh, Yeah, I didn't get to talk about anybody. You haven't gone. You haven't gone. I'll go. So if this were 10 years later, Tony Collette. 
Yep. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I thought that. If this were the same time, I have one choice and one choice only. It's of course Joan Cusack. Mm. She would have been really good. Same I think thing. They're around C- the same brilliant age. comedian, yeah. like lots can, that of can heart, it in. depth, yeah. grit. That's really good. That's but good. so funny. Like that's yeah. basically the only person I want to see do it. And if it's done later, sure. Tony and Collette. she's Chicagoy. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. Right? Uh, maybe I forget where I the think Cusacks she are from. Now. Oh. Her address is 123 John Cusack Street. <laughs> go Look, check if it I had out. a street named after me, the plausible thing would be to go live on to it. To get a street named after you is already like such a celebrity flex, but then to choose to live, live on, on the street and named at after you. Yes. <laughs> and all my passwords are 000. zero, zero, zero. Why do people keep stealing my identity? <laughs> um, there, uh, in Northampton, Massachusetts, there is a town, uh, I mean, a street, Lady Slipper Lane. Oh, kind of big. Uh, yeah, I mean, Catherine O'Hara is perfect. I could see her Beetlejuice co-star, Gina Davis. Oh, that's good. Susan Sarandon. Sure. I could see, thinking of other kid films around this time, I could see old Miss Honey from Matilda. Embeth Davids, I could see, if you want to put her in this. And then made later, I could see a Sandra Oh is giving me what I want from this. Sarah Paulson, I can see this. And I think... Who is someone who is so screamingly funny, but also has such, such heart. You pull back the layers of comedy and just have that. Give me Catherine Hahn. It's always Catherine Hahn. Ka- oh, That's she'd true. be great. I, oh, I was thinking now like a Kristen Wiig would maybe get like mm-hmm. in the room mm-hmm. for this, you know, get an offer. She does like heart movies sure, too. Sure, sure, well. sure, sure, sure. serious A Maya Rudolph maybe yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. that I can see more. Maya yeah. Rudolph, yeah. Uh, so, <sighs> Catherine O'Hara revealed in 2014 that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I didn't look to see if that she likes that. <laughs> or if she's just like, he keeps calling me and saying, Mommy, like, I need help. Send me money, Mommy. Draw a bath for me, Mommy. It's like, mommy. please stop calling me. Stop it. <laughs> So I assume it's a sweet thing between them and not some nightmare that she is constantly living every Christmas. Uh, So the one other actor I could find that was considered almost a ding 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 to Aaron. You were close with Cheers, but not Shelley Long. Kirstie Alley. Yeah, Yeah, we chose to avoid the Alley with the Kirstie. Because of Kirstie Alley being Kirstie Alley, but I thought Mm, Shelley Long would maybe be better for the part. And I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't see even before Kirstie Alley went off the deep end. Right. Like I don't. Well, did I'm you not see it takes that. two with We've the discussed it. Uh, Seen it. I read the <laughs> novelization <laughs> of it. <laughs> no. I might have written a one-page paper on it in sixth grade. <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean, I love it. Anyway, here's that. I, Kirstie Alley is very like lovable mom energy in that. Sure. Movie. Sure. 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 You know, she. But it is bubblegum chewing. Yeah, it feels like bubblegum mom energy and oh, not sure. like. Well, she's running an orphanage. Very Alan Rickman she, as she's Mr. Doing, Bumble. Um, <laughs> she's doing like, look who's talking. Like, that's the kids' yeah, films yeah, she's yeah, doing. Oh my God, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm having a brainwave. So, as Marv, as Marv, back to Alan Marv. Rickman, Great. as Harry, as Eileen Marv. Brennan. As, what? <laughs> what? Sign me up! I'm ready to watch. I just watched Private Benjamin for the first time, <gasps> by the way. Isn't she brilliant? It's it's so good. Crazy. It's big Kate McKinnon energy. Yes. That whole first scene yes. where she want, like got Oscar nominated for where she's just sort of like 
looking around and <laughs> 10 million adjustments. Anyway, I couldn't believe it. It's so Watch good. Watch it. You won't regret it. And Goldie Hawn, of course, a genius. Right? Yeah. I thought of Goldie Hawn for this, but I think she's just too. Not, not quite. Too bombshell. No. Yeah. You know, back yeah, yeah. then, she's just still, she's still too Goldie Hawn. This is around death becomes her. Yeah. yeah. Don't need it. Don't need it. Uh, now, instead, in 1990, Kirstie Alley was, of course, in Cheers, also season nine. Uh, and Look Who's Talking To, so the second wow, of the trilogy. Already. And this film, Sibling Rivalry, where the plot is she has a one-night stand with a man who has a heart attack and then has to cover up his death. But the supporting cast is Carrie Fisher, Bill Pullman, Jamie Gertz, Scott Bakula, Francis Sternhagen, Ed O'Neill, and Sam Elliott. And this, wow. is this related at all to the Denzel Washington's heart, heart giving condition. out ghost movie as well? <laughs> maybe these are sister as, films. If the, if, those, if the two films were more successful, then maybe they would have had a crossover between think, sibling rivalry and heart condition. For one of your bad movie parties, that could be a cute double feature. Ooh. Those two heart movies. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So cool, eh? That is at least a stacked cast of a film. Yeah. Right. So those were all the characters that I found other casting options for. There are a few characters we didn't mention. We got to briefly touch on was them. It, only, it was only Kirstie Alley considered? Only one. Only other one besides yeah. Catherine O'Hara that I could find anyway. Right, right, of course, right. I'm sure there were other yeah, people that right. were considered. That's interesting. I could not find mm-hmm. in my scouring of the internet. Joanna Gleason, not famous enough, but also would sure. be really good. Great. Sure, she plays Mark Wahlberg's mom for a hot second in oh, Boogie Nights. She's like, great. Like, yeah, she's, sure. She plays someone's mom in The Wedding Planner, which yeah. I only watched part of on a plane so I could see Joanna Gleason. Right. <laughs> you know, everyone started somewhere. So the mom, who cares if the mom is just like, she's, you know, an unknown at that point. Who she's cares if she's Tony only just winner. won a Tony yeah, yeah, yeah. for playing a Patty leading role I guess this is after The Woods. I was, yeah. I was, yeah, I was forgetting year-wise. Who cares year-wise. if she beat Bernadette Peters oh for a Tony? And oh Patty LuPone. Well, that same year. Well, for what? Anything goes. Oh, Patty's still mad. And I'll uh. say, <laughs> I'll say it rightly so. Maybe Patty agrees now. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't. All right. So Macaulay Culkin is Kevin McAllister. The concept for the movie originated, many people know, during the filming of the scene in Uncle Buck with Macaulay oh, Culkin sure. just interrogating John Candy John Candy's Uncle Buck with like rapid fire questions. Uh, and it was like, this kid is a star. And the good son? The good son, sure. That's after this, though. So, in terms of like why. The good son is after Home Alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I want to say, 92, 93. Well, that was clearly also Macaulay Culkin being like, Act- you know, you I'm come show. I'm not just a squeaky clean kid. Elijah. I can because say what's the F the, word. I, I know we were, we're not really thinking of casting for Macaulay Culkin because, again, talk about you can't. I mean, yeah, he stopped it. the world. He, he was did. a. Fa- Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan were his friends because he was that famous, yeah. you know, like. Um, but the kid from Jurassic Park, Timmy. Yes. And River Wild, but he's too young right. at this point, he'd be, right? Yeah, he's he'd like be fuller young. age. Yeah, so they the part was written for Macaulay Culkin, yeah. but they still were hes- – Chris Columbus was hesitant to cast him because John Hughes had so re- recently cast him in Uncle Buck, didn't want to uh, – yeah, he was just kind of nervous about it. So like, right. we still got to audition other kids. They auditioned hundreds of other kids, and then he realized Macaulay is still the best choice. The only one of note of the other actors who were considered that I could find was – Jeffrey Wiseman, who though not getting booked for the role, would get cast as the inquisitive neighbor Mitch Murphy. He's clever, really good. Who clever. screws up the head count. He scores really good, good gas mileage. Yeah, that kid's great. And a partridge in a pear tree, uh, the oldest mm-hmm, daughter. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, and apparently Macaulay Culkin improvised the line, you guys give up or are you thirsty for more? <gasps> a trailer line if e'er I heard one. Uh, now, let's talk about iconic child performances. Okay. Yes. 
top five. This I think is top three. For sure. Yeah. It's like some Shirley Temple shit. Shirley Temple. Sure. Um, what's her name? And meet me in St. Louis. Margaret O'Brien. Maybe I'll yes. get up. But she yes. plays 2D. Yes. You got Charlie Bucket in Willy yeah, Wonka. He's, 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 good, but he's, not, he's not this level. He's a, what is that? Well, he's I would Sith. argue that he's that film is more of a pop culture touchstone than meet me in St. Louis. Oh, the film. The film. You're but not the performance. performance and I think Haley Joel Osment. You got Haley Joel. You've got Tatum, Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill and Paper Moon. Moon. Yeah, she's an Anna Oscar. Anna Paquin yes. in the piano. You've got like some like baby yeah. but I Academy think this, Award. I think like give if if you. Little Girl and Beast of the Southern Wild. Yeah. You've got like some. No, there's great. I'm, I'm just like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is one of the like. Culture shaping child. The fact that he's yeah. the lead. That he is carrying. He carries the whole movie. And like a big he is so bonus. good. And it's like yeah. Haley Joel where it's like. You're actually yeah. good in this. They're not editing around. You're actually right. your comedic timing is actually strong. Yeah, Margaret O'Brien. Like, Margaret O'Brien. That's um of, for sure. Who you know, ma'am, and was like, well, we hated Margaret that's O'Brien. Right. Our grandmother. Same age. <laughs> who same all just age. Hates anyone. She well, loves you know, we so hated the Kennedys. Wait, sorry. What, what did your what did your, Temple. what did your grandmother hate about this child performer? They, they were peers. They were peers. Oh, yeah, she was did, did your grandmother lose the role? <laughs> In her mind, <laughs> did, yes. Did your grandmother, yeah. your grandmother like, ah, I could have done that. <laughs> she could have too. <laughs> no one can keep up with me. One of her lines. Oh my gosh! But yeah, Shirley <laughs> Temple, another like iconic performer where you're like, you can't. But I think turn like it, well, like um, in 300 years. It's like they'll remember Shirley Temple and they'll remember Macaulay Culkin. Like they're not gonna remember yeah. Tatum O'Neill. You know what I mean? It's like they're not this gonna go back is, to Anna Paquin in the piano. Right, right. Who is amazing? But it's just like this is a seminal child performance. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like it's, it I can't, is I can't think so of the good. modern day. I mean, we've got. Actors. I think Haley Joel is like the yeah, up, the but closest. even that is still you know over twenty years ago. I'm talking about like what what's like a big family film of the last decade oh, even nothing, that had nothing, like a kid. Nothing is. Not Young Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, yes, Ian Armitage is probably the closest <laughs> to carrying the banner. Oh, oh no, what, don't be. I would be surprised if they were like New Home Alone with Ian Armitage. Yeah, you know and what? Too old. It's like Billy Elliot, but he's gone on to be a legit actor. Right. Like he and Nicholas Holt, with but it Jamie. still isn't like this was such. No. a I think because it's a Christmas movie, it's a holiday movie. Like it's just like right. it's just in. And because Home Alone two came out, right, and that and was, was also, also a, a big thing. Yeah. So it's like he's cemented in our minds as Kevin McAllister, and it was like nineties. I mean, this was it. The he's dawn as as, of the VHS DVD era yes, where you yeah. could watch it a zillion times. But and like, boy, he oh boy, would hang, he's very like Michael Jackson as a child, like going to Studio 54. Like he was a celeb, a real yeah. celebrity, yeah. not like, a, oh, isn't it like the kids from Jurassic Park were like, these are cute celebrities for right. a second. But like yeah. he was an actual, Macaulay Culkin was a cel- A-list mm-hmm. celebrity for a second. Anyway. Big deal. Think about it, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Listener, you better be thinking about it Get after your that. your cocoa. Sip on your hot cocoa and think about <laughs> it. Take a think. Take a think. I also love this trivia. So when he would get tired on set, he would just lie down on the ground wherever he was and sleep between takes. Like, he's, he's nine so years old. He's like, I can nap yeah. anywhere. Good I'm going to nap on this hardwood floor. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. We got Robert's Blossom as Old Man Marley. Classic. Oh, yeah. Who's so good. Apparently, one of his most... He was in, like, Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood, but one of his most notable roles prior to this was, as a lead, was in 1974's Deranged Confessions of a Necrophile Mm. as a fictionalized version of serial killer Ed Gein. (gasps) Okay. 
so he considered this film one of the high points of his career and would have children coming up to him, like recognizing him. So I'm glad that nobody yeah. would recognize him as Ed, this Ed ish yeah. Well, children, film. maybe. They Some, love the one weird film. He's like, excuse me, Mr. Excuse me, I Mr. Love are you, are you the person from... That's the right, person. I was old man Marley. No, are you, the, are you in deranged Confessions of a Necrophile? Can you sign my copy? <laughs> oh, someone else that could have been a fun Harry or Marv is Jeff Goldblum, speaking of. Yeah, yes, it's, 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 I, yes. Could I can see He'd that. He'd work in either part. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 don't, no, don't apologize. Apologize. So often that I'll think of people like after the fact, he'd just within be, the episode, be I'll be like, oh yeah, this I guy. I mean, it'd be, it obviously would be very Jeff Goldblum, but that could be fun. Yeah. That energy we would take. Well, Joe Pesci is exactly. not, it's not very Joe, very Pesci. Joe exactly. Pesci. Exactly. It's like imagining like, what would the, what was this just on the page? Opposed I know, to like I what know. they brought to it. Like I, I remember offhand that Daniel Stern improvised Why You Dress Like a Chicken. Yes. And, Such a good line. And when they like, are on the was. roof and they don't know where he went <laughs> he improvised maybe he committed suicide oh yeah that's great <laughs> just so, like, so enthusiastic so happy so much i know but they're suicide. bringing they bring so much to yeah. the roles and to the film and let's not forget that tarantula and the tarantula almost cast as a parrot we love <laughs> <laughs> screaming a parrot on his actually that would be scary I can, see that. I can see that it was a big wild wild macaw attacking oh. I'm gonna feed you to my parrot cacaw <laughs> cacaw what about your parrot oh I just fed him a whole load of mouse guts so he should be fine for a few weeks Polly went to cracker Oh, no. uh, there is the one either sister cousin Megan who's this actor Hillary Wolf Megan's a sister Megan's a sister oh, yeah. so soon after the movie she would quit acting and become a member of the U.S. Olympic judo team yes I did know this she's she's not Lizzie Compton she's the older one it's like Kevin yes you're so you pathetic like, yes it's it's Buzz Megan yeah Lizzie Compton Pete and Pete Kevin. Kevin. And then the uh, the oldest girl who says Partridge to Pear Tree is Uncle Frank's daughter. No, no. She is the daughter of the people living in France. Oh, okay. So she's, not, only... she's not in on the murdering to murder Kevin with her dad, Uncle <laughs> No, Frank. no, no. Uncle Frank's kids <laughs> are Kieran Culkin and, and Glasses Girl. Oh, right. They and only then, have two kids. Right. then there's, there's Tracy. I think it's Tracy. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. She's got like the beautiful long hair. Yes. And I think there's one other kid. And they are the ones who it's like... There's also a younger, younger kid who yeah. is like not still in school, not yet in school, who's in Paris because they're like, right. oh, my my brother's. Uh, this is what I'm talking about, that screenplay. My I, husband's brother lives in Paris, right. got a job in Paris. He's Big bringing Pete us all over. is just running around. Yeah, but Big then Pete. when you have, when you, when they're in Paris and Frank comes out with the tray of hors d'oeuvres and she's like, Frank, those are for later. That's that blonde woman is the wife of the other brother who we right. don't ever see him. Yeah. So they think there's one even younger so kid. So Catherine O'Hara married into this family. Yes, it's, it's three brothers. brothers. It's Frank, Paris guy. And then Glass's wife, who's on first class. No, no, Frank. Oh, yes, sorry, yes. Frank, uh, uh, John, John Hurd, and, and then the, Paris, the Paris guy. And then it's Glass's brother. wife, Catherine O'Hara, and blonde Paris Yes, woman. correct, correct. Hair. Okay. Interesting, mm -hmm. interesting. Anyway, so Megan, judo, <laughs> yes. Yes, I thought that was a fun fact. Uh, so the two actors in Angels with Filthy Souls, so in this film, oh, so it's filmed for this movie. It wasn't, it's not real yeah. footage, uh, which is great in Home Alone 2 when they have Angels with Filthier Souls, the sequel. That's um, so these two actors, these uh, Ralph Foodie and Michael Guido, were originally cast in the opposite roles. But Ralph Foodie was recovering from knee surgery at the time, so he was unable to perform the fall to the floor. So they swapped the roles. So he instead is the one with all the lines. With all the lines. And then Michael Guido is the one that gets killed. So Guido would joke 
that this swap meant that he was one of the few actors unable to return for the sequel due to his character being dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it is great. I mean, but I love that guy, Ralph Foodie, who plays the Johnny. Then, I guess he's the one. Yes. Oh, I mean, the most that famous Chicago. line in the movie, maybe. I'm going to give you to the can of 10 to get your get ugly, ugly yellow, no, no good geese off my, my property, property before, before I pump, pump your guts, guts full of lead. Lead. Just so also Chicago without what? being two, two ten. ten. <laughs> that laugh, that laugh is perfect. Yeah. yeah. And he was just supposed to be the one getting pumped full of lead. And instead, yeah. he did the pump. There's no beer. <laughs> and then he got that sequel money. Yeah, it was like, oh, I I'm know. sorry, um, I got, I'm recovering from knee surgery. So, would you yeah. mind if maybe I have all the lines all and the you lines. roll around on the I ground getting shot? He, the older one does feel like the one that should. Because yeah. isn't he older than the guy yeah. getting shot? Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless they helped make oh, right, yeah, Johnny, did him up to look older. Right, Johnny, I'm sorry. But he looks. I mean, they're both great. Certainly looks older. Yeah. Come on, it's perfect. We've got John Hurd as Peter McAllister. According to Chris Columbus, John Hurd was unhappy about working on the movie and he thought it was going to be terrible until he saw the screening and realized it was going to be a success magical yeah so on home alone 2 uh they were shooting one of his like i think one of his first scenes it's not his very first scene so at the first take of his first scene like he just broke characters just like turned to chris columbus to apologize to him to be like so i was wrong because we're here filming this sequel now so clearly that first film was a hit yeah uh which columbus said he still has that footage of Hurd's apology (laughs) on videotape that's great and he showed it to daniel radcliffe yeah, <laughs> every day and said you're gonna apologize I'm a hit maker kid don't <laughs> yeah. forget it yeah don't forget this little Harry Potter movie no yeah. one it's gonna go places it's gonna go play. you're gonna you're gonna be known kid well he was showing that to everyone he was showing that to Maggie Smith he's showing yeah, it to Alan yeah, Rickman yeah. Alan Rickman who was considered Richard Alan Harris, yeah, every, yeah he, he, Alan Rickman, he was like, hey, you know what? Don't screw it up this time. Yeah. You know? I'm the one who said no to you. Yeah, exactly. You almost had it. I turned you down a decade ago, and uh, we'll see. We'll see about this time we'll how it see. goes, uh, Snape. I could always bring Daniel Stern yeah. back. <laughs> or no, Joe Pesci. I could always bring Joe Pesci. Oh, Joe Pesci to Snape. <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, there'll be no silly wand wavings or incantations. Can't stand the fucker, 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 Harry Potter. Always. And of course, John Candy, it's Gus Polinsky. Yeah. Come on, he no filmed it all, his whole role, in one 23 hour day. That's what I'm saying with the like, it's surprising that they shot for eight weeks. I guess it well, must be that finale, like, that crazy yeah. act three, because. They do so much of their shit in vans. The two of them you have know. so many scenes of like, it's you two in a van. It's a- I wonder if it's just, you know, because they constructed that whole house yeah. as a set. Yeah. So it's like if, it, it must if have been there's that. some Also, they're versions. shooting with a child, so they couldn't true. shoot as long. That's true. That's well, true. And so of many of their scenes. scenes Macaulay. I heard Macaulay, he demanded longer hours. Yeah. <laughs> and the union let him have it. I said, you know what, Macaulay? We get it. Yeah. We get it. I've seen Uncle work. Buck dailies. <laughs> you, you've seen me. I will literally nap on the ground in between yeah. eggs. I will find the time to sleep. Just clock me out whenever I'm on the ground asleep. <laughs> it must just be that act three, and I'm not, yeah. I'm underestimating that it's a full ballet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
but apparently all of John Candy's dialogue was improvised. Yeah, and I, I think Catherine so Harris good. talked about that because she talks about how she's, she's quote-unquote, she says, not a good improviser, which, of course, is a lie. But uh, I think when she's surrounded by all those Christopher Guest people, she's you she's not like, in their level. Yeah, totally. she, and that is maybe true. But uh, I think she's talked about this movie, too. Just, like, I, it was so, like, John Candy's going, and I'm can, just sort of keeping up. Trying you to- can see. You can see specifically when he's talking about when he left his kid at a funeral parlor uh-huh. of – that of her like tr- oh. keeping it together yeah, yeah. i mean like what do i say to oh. this but you know what what would kate McAllister say yeah, yeah. kate McAllister's is not gonna say something pithy and hilarious exactly. kate McAllister's just like what have i done yeah <laughs> because the two had worked on sctv yes. together and we're yeah. good friends so I, like i love that i love yeah. that they got john candy like that's yeah good although you know what dual role. role john candy also as santa you got yeah. the beard on him so it's yeah. like we quote unquote can't tell it's also john candy and then he sort of um has saved kate but he's also saved kevin yeah. you or, know or he's he, got a like, throwaway line he's, he's like oh yeah i've got a brother in chicago that he's like he's, he's, sometimes, oh, he's, sure, sometimes, sure, he's a sometimes sure. santa or something it's just that like oh this kind of christmas spirit oh, ghost of christmas present kind of <laughs> vibes Sure, sure. Okay, we have to do this. Um, our friend Brian oh, Glidewell wrote an amazing song. One Thanksgiving, one drunken Thanksgiving, yeah. Brian couldn't stop singing this song. And since then, I don't know if Brian even remembers it. I think he does. This but is too good to forget. It's too good to forget. But you and I have sung it. And then Jeff and I have sung it. We sing it at least weekly. And yeah. I'm not exaggerating. So it's co-written with we- John Williams and then... Um, co-written. And, Brian Glidewell. Um, and Brian Glidewell and... Um, oh, I-, I can't believe I can't remember who wrote the script to this movie. Famous. John Hughes. John Hughes. So it's co-written <laughs> okay. with Brian Glidewell, John ready? Hughes. Okay. La, 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 Kevin, you are such a disease. You are what the French call les incompetents. Look what you did, you little jerk. Look what you did, you. Look what you did, you. Look what you did, you little jerk. Perfect. Beautiful. We legit sang that in the van on the way to our wedding. <laughs> A December wedding. December. <laughs> okay. Final thoughts on Home Alone. Any other moments we didn't touch on? Any other performances? Les Compitons. We just sang, but um, Les Compitons is huge. So good. We don't know why. A culture stopper. <laughs> it's just great for a, a child to yes. be busting out French. And it is, is so, so like, perfectly I, pretentious. Again, when you're a kid, I understood they were more wealthy than I was. But you, you're just like a kid watching a movie. But of course she takes French classes. Like, these people are right. so going, going to, to Paris. But so it's she's like, oh, like, oh that so makes, I mean, it makes sense to take French classes if you're going to yeah, Paris. Yeah, I just like, it's good. It, it's like, oh, it's they're wealthy. So they're like grossly yeah. wealthy. That house. That house. I had two minor thoughts. One is we have not discussed the famous shot, which was done in reverse, but plays so well (laughs) in order of... Uh, no, of Kevin getting like almost hit by the van where he turns and goes... Ah! Harry and Marv almost... It's so funny. Yeah. I remember being like fresh out of school and like a couple of friends were staying at my apartment and and we were watching home alone and we watched that like five times we were like 22 years old i'm like (laughs) we have to watch it then when he i mean 
he slaps the aftershave. Yes. He he gives many good scream takes. But and it's the, when he goes and, down uh, the, and the the van is coming right up into yes. his face. Oh no no no! It's, it's so, so good. funny. He just he really has a lot of strong scream energy. He's good. Yeah. And I'm a criminal. <laughs> I'm a criminal. I, mean, I know we we took a moment to talk about what a star he is, but he really. But I does. said characters or moments, other moments. Yeah. That's another. And then new on moment. the skates, yeah. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the moment he's got the shopping bags, and I think it was like he had some little like thing that some little thing that he pulled, and they opened up when they just when they both break. That's comedy. Yeah. Uh, My my other thought was I didn't realize until this viewing, do we ever see Kevin's room? Huh. I don't know. I don't parents' room. You definitely see Buzz's room. Yep. And he goes up to the attic. Yeah. But you know, like when guests come, by the way, the attic is cool. It's attic is great. I was fully like, I totally want to live there. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think we do because he probably he maybe shares with Pete and Pete. Yeah, and then he's having fun when they're gone, like sleeping in there. And then he's like, No, I miss my mommy. I'm gonna miss my viewing bed. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. No, it's an excellent point. I don't think we do. Maybe, maybe the maybe, dog lives. Ma- well, in maybe. Kevin's room. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that dog door. That's for Kevin. Kevin lives oh, outside in the dog, in the dog house. house. This he family is the can't least stand him. Child. <laughs> wow. That's Kevin it. was the dog all along. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Amy, Joe, I believe. You have something very, very special to read for us today to end our episode that might turn this episode. I might have to put the explicit warning on for this episode. So I would like to apologize in advance to my parents if they're listening, and you might wanna end it now. That's the end. You know what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put our ending sound effect right here. So this is just for the real one. So until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. (laughs) Maybe until next time. Thanks for joining us to see you almost starred. Okay, so basically, I was doing, this is a few years ago, I was doing a, like, a a writer's retreat residency type thing. And in this writer's retreat, everyone got, like, one hour over the course of the week to use the whole cohort how they'd like. So, like, one person used everyone to, like read a bunch of uh, lines, like new lines that they'd written. One person was like, hey, could we act out this whole like Viking sequence? Um, And one person said, okay, I need you all to write erotica for me because basically she was also writing this TV show where this is a thing that one of the characters does. So she's like, I want to watch you all do it. And then I just like would love to see what you all. So I wrote this and then I took pictures of it and I gave her like so she has the hard copies but basically she gave us all these little like strips of paper with different ideas or like things to jump off of and it was wild it was like 45 50 minutes of all of us like scribbling in silence and a circle all like (laughs) this is weird and one of the prompts was home alone (laughs) and she didn't mean the movie she meant the conceit but you know what i then couldn't do was unsee that and so i was like well i've only got x amount of time so i'm gonna read you my home alone erotica and i'm sorry in advance and please know this was not edited this is as it came from my pen and i haven't read this in like two years so i'm gonna be really embarrassed cold bone weary Panic and shame and fear on a level I had never before known. I'd been traveling for days from the airport in Paris, trying like hell, fighting like crazy to get home to my son, Kevin. I'd left him by accident, you see. I'd left him home alone (laughs) at Christmas time. My name is Kate McAllister, and this is my story. I was standing at the... (laughs) 
I was standing at the customer service desk in Des Moines, Iowa, barking angrily at the gate agent, a small man with glasses and a comb over. On any other day, I would have seen him for an easy lay and given him a sign to come find me in a single occupancy bathroom stall so he could show me how good his customer service really was. But not today. Today, all I could manage was a tempestuous toss of my oft-admired red mane of silky hair and the agonized screams of an exhausted mother. Frankly, I was not in the mood. Suddenly, from behind me, a voice like a tenor saxophone crooned an offer of assistance into my ear. Did I want to ride? Oh, ride. My eyebrows raised in astonishment, for there before me stood a mountain of a man in a vibrant yellow jacket, clearly a man who likes to be noticed. A big boy. <laughs> I like big boys. My husband is trim and satisfies my everyday whims, but it is rare to come across a man with such a massive appeal. <laughs> a ride to Chicago, he clarified, to get home to your kid. <laughs> Hold on, page two. Oh, I just bro. love that you, of all the possible erotica of characters, that it had to be Kate yeah. and... Gus Polinsky. <laughs> okay. Continue. Going on. Page two. I laughed breathily, embarrassed at my... 74. <laughs> <laughs> Only three. I laughed breathily, embarrassed at my mistaken supposition. We'd be happy to take you, he continued. We? I queried, my interest suddenly re-peaked. <laughs> We're the polka kings of the Midwest. <laughs> it was then I noticed an entire band of strapping Midwestern men all clad in the same yellow jackets. Oh, no. I couldn't get into that fucking car fast enough. <laughs> After a bit of chit-chat about my situation, our families, Christmas, and the like, the man in yellow began to talk about his saxophone. He asked if I'd like to hear them play their instruments. I acquiesced gleefully. He pressed his lips against the metallic mouthpiece of his sax and began gently to blow. <laughs> the other men gripped their horns and reeds with admirable confidence and wrapped their lips into an orgy of sound. As the man who I could only call... I'm sorry, I really haven't looked at this in years. <clears throat> As the man who I could only call Sax Mountain began to crescendo, <laughs> I found myself reaching <sighs> under his giant belly to locate his belt buckle. <sighs> His melody line reached ever higher pitches as I snaked my hand down his trousers, through his underwear, and began to caress his gigantic, throbbing cock. <laughs> as I stroked his pulsating member, the oboist began to undo my blouse with incredible dexterity. I had no idea how he managed to undo my blouse and wrap himself behind me whilst playing a magnificently haunting <laughs> harmony line, but then such is the magic of music. He continued to execute an incredibly difficult musical phrase while he worked himself... <coughs> ah, pitch three. While he worked himself under my skirt. <laughs> As the final glorious notes of the bridge began to sound, he entered me, my hands, and now also my mouth, wrapped desperately, longingly, joyfully around the manhood of Sax Mountain. As they and the other band members played the final chorus of a song I found later to be entitled Poca Poca Poca, we rocked together in a physical chorus even more beautiful than the oral one. As the final strains began to melt away, we climaxed as one being, as one body. Spent, I glanced around. What had the other musicians made of our exertions? I was stunned and delighted to see that they had all, too, been engaged in an orgy of music, <laughs> sex, sax, 
and pleasure. <laughs> Every instrument had been exercised in that cold van to Chicago. Wow. <laughs> Well done. Thank you. Well was done. it? Well, it was done. If that <laughs> well, doesn't done. put you in the Christmas spirit, <laughs> listener, I don't know what We've will. got to get that to Catherine O'Hara ho, somehow. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Just slide into Catherine O'Hara's DMs yeah, yeah, with yeah, some yeah. Home Alone erotica. Oh, brother. All right, so thank you so much, Erin, for joining thank us today. Thank you for having me. Do you want to just say where people can find you? Oh, yes. I'm on Instagram as Garbage Troll, and that's it. That's all I'm online these days. True, but you've written a book. I've written a book called The Astonishing Life of August March, available wherever books are sold, published by HarperCollins. There's yes. also a great audiobook. It's won awards. There's an audiobook that won awards. You can hear someone else say it. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. So this is our last episode for a little while. We're going to be taking a uh, hiatus. Again, so thanks to work. It's all good, baby. All good things. So yeah, listener, we will see you all sometime in the new year. Happy uh, new year. But we uh, we would love uh, some more recommendations for when we do return. So if you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of, email us at anomalstarring at gmail.com. You can also find us on the social medias because we'll still be there, baby, at and almost starring on Instagram. And once again, please subscribe. So that way, when we do come back, you will be the first. You won't miss a moment. You won't miss a moment. (laughs) Uh, So thanks again for joining us. Merry Christmas, all. And until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.